All right, Candy, welcome back. Hi. I'm super excited to talk to you. I'm excited so, like, to talk your, to you. Your blue matches your blue. It does almost, right? Yeah. So the this is like perfectly matched. Mm -hmm. It's a um, an accident. It's from About Face, the makeup line by Halsey. Oh, okay. This is a, one of the eyeshadows. Um, cool. It's a liquid eyeshadow. Yeah. Cool. I got it on my lips too with some glitter. Yeah. So, can you hear Mike in the background? I can. That's can you hear my neighbors partying? No. Okay, good. Mike's much better to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> he said that we need to have a um, stuff and things where you and him and Timothy take your medicinals and I just sit back and watch. Well, where is he? <laughs> I'm ready. He's, he's in the other room. No, but he, <laughs> he, he thinks that would be funny. I that would be amazing. I think it would be funny too. And I just get to sit back and watch you guys talk. I get all philosophical. <laughs> so I like, I like ginger ale. Can you see what the name of this? I can't. I'll just read it if I can read yes. it. Cock and bull. Nice. Yeah. It's really super gingery. So if I have a stomach ache, it really makes my tummy feel better. I like your eyes. You're very Susie Sue tonight. Thank you. Again, total like accident. Very. So my new, my new thing is that I put, and I just discovered this sort of by accident last night. I put a ton of makeup on and I hated it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to wash this off and whatever. And so I just kind of half-assed washed it. And I didn't like, cause I didn't wash this down here. Just kind of like did this. And then I'm like, oh, I like it kind of like that. So I tried it again today. I tried purposely fucking it up and then washing it off. And right. It's definitely fucked up, but. It looks amazing. I, I didn't, I didn't wash it off as, as much as, um. I did yesterday. I, I washed it off and then added some more. Uh, see, I started out, this was originally just going to be the red. Yeah. The red's fun. And then I was like, that's boring. So then I put a line up here and I was like, that's not balanced. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now I look like a Rothko painting. I like it. I, I like, like it, it too. I like yeah, it too. Fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Like, oh, and I did eyeliner too because. Yeah. Because. I felt like you couldn't see my eyes, but you still can't see them. I think that um, the, the the great thing about not knowing what not knowing what I'm doing or caring is that I can't really mess it up. Yeah. Like you know, you know how when you like care, like your mm -hmm. eyeliner has to be perfect, and when you put your mascara on, if you get black on your eyelid, you're like, oh, trying to wipe it off. The beauty of it doesn't matter is that it doesn't matter. So doesn't I literally, yeah. I just take the brush and go like literally like this to my eyelashes and it's like all over the place. And I'm like, eh. You know what I dig is when you get you specifically, whatever you do, and then you get like the little bits of fallout down here and it's like glittery <laughs> and it's like a little perfect <laughs> snowstorm. I love that so it's, much. I can't make that happen. I, well, I couldn't make it happen either. It, it just, <laughs> if I tried to, it wouldn't work. Yeah. 
but it's just fun kind of like because i haven't worn really makeup for decades really i used to wear it obviously when we played shows and stuff and then so that was like the 90s and haven't really worn it like since except for just to throw on some like lipstick sometimes i would just literally just put on lipstick like no foundation no no mascara nothing and then if i was really fancy Mm-hmm. put on some mascara and some lipstick Ooh. so it's been sort of fun having an excuse to just like fuck around with makeup again I don't yeah know. i never i wore it a lot in high school and then i, I stopped yeah. i did I, I wore it a lot in high school and then i was like this is wrecking my skin so i stopped wearing it my skin got yeah. a lot clearer and then the formulas now they're so much better well and the formulas that i can afford are better yeah and that yeah. makes a difference yeah i feel i feel like they don't um destroy your skin like they used to mm-hmm. yeah and do you know so you know we have our like perfume stuff that we're gonna yes together, we'll talk right? about that too yeah okay we'll talk but about all- i'm wearing the violet the violet oil on my lips really well i couldn't find my chapstick and everything on it in it is safe and i was like it doesn't taste great yeah i was gonna say it probably doesn't taste good it looks all right you know it's shiny yeah right on i bought these cheap um i went to cvs like a couple weeks ago i think last might have been last week and you know that brand milani they're really good they had some lip lip glosses on clearance and i'm like ooh, those are pretty reds and i grabbed them so i'm kind of i kind of like i usually don't i only like matte stuff but i kind of am digging this. i like it it looks really good yeah it is and it's like comfortable to wear i usually don't like like lip gloss and shiny stuff because it it's just sticky it gets in your hair and like streaks across your face and mm-hmm. whatever but this is nice and it and it like stays on for like a really long time and it was like three bucks or something ridiculous so highly recommended nice so do you want to talk about how our baby came into being how we yes, I'm so together? Excited. uh i have them back here too yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. So, you know, the spray that you sent me, the smudge spray or whatever, I'm almost done, gone with it already. That's how much I wear that. The big one? Or the, not, the not the, one? not the giant one. The, the medium one. Yeah. I, I, that smells so good to me. And like, I spray it like four or five times a day. It's so good. Aww. So, so I've only got like this much left or something. But um, I took my old bottle that you had sent me that had like this much left in it and mm-hmm. combined them. So there, I got more, but. Nice. It's, yes. You know, so those good. ones I mix because it's like, um, let's make Tara feel good. And those are Tara feel good sprays. They make me them. so happy. <laughs> I mix them differently for everyone and I mix it different. Like it's slightly different for you every time. Yeah. Because it's like you need something different every time. I you love it. Like, I just love those because they're super refreshing too. Like, I don't know. Obviously, I love oils, oils, but like those are light, so it, it it's not as um, heavy, I guess. So you can just kind of keep spraying it all day long. But I'm obsessed. They smell so freaking good. Thank you. Ugh. Well, and it's hot there, so if you put them it's in the very fridge, hot. 
Put them in the fridge and then spray them on you. Oh, yeah. It, it changes your life. I learned yes. that in Florida. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I love it. so, And I love the little crystals in there. Mm-hmm. I like hearing them jingle. Yeah, that makes me happy hearing them. Like, yeah. oh, like little bells. I <laughs> tinkle, love tinkle. Yeah. 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 So, let's talk about them. So let's, how, how do you want to start talking about them? Well, I guess we should just, we should maybe reveal how we came up with the idea. Sure. Um, so that's really you. Yeah. Well, I can't, I guess I can't talk about why right but we we spoke about at one point you were like you know what I wonder what violet would smell like and so we started talking about what would violet smell like yeah um because violet being the main character in in her book violet violet and the whole series yeah violet books so I am a huge collector of oils I have a million of them back here Mm-hmm. And so I'm obsessed with that. And so, like you said, you know, uh, writing these books and stuff and like thinking about the characters and what they would smell like and what mix, like what what would you mix together to get a vibe of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of this fun thing because I don't have that talent of doing that. Um, and then, but you do. And so, and you know my characters, I would right. say pretty close to as much as I do at this point. Like yeah. you, have, you have a pretty good grasp of them. And that being, is it okay to say why? Yeah, of course. Okay, because I help edit and yeah. do like beta reading yes. for them. So that's why I know them so well, because yes. I try to figure out right. like a things and why do people do stuff that they do and... Yeah, it's a massive help to me, especially considering I have like, you know, like really do have imposter syndrome. It's not just like a cute catchphrase. I really do have it. So it's super helpful to me when um, you're like, no, this doesn't suck. I promise. I would tell you if it sucked. I would. I, I would not be brutal, <laughs> but I would be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I have a couple people like that in my life. Thank you. God, because I get so insecure about the whole thing. And then sometimes I'm like, their world has gotten so crazy that I, sometimes I'm like, is this just outlandish at this point? You know, like, mm-hmm. so I need kind of somebody to go, no, it's cool. It works. Don't, well, don't it does. It does because of the, where it. you've gone with the story, it does all work and it's all interconnecting and it's starting to mesh up now. Yeah. Because if you read one series, it's getting crazier. But if you read, I know, I saw. <laughs> if you read like your Black Owl series, there's like callbacks and Easter eggs for the Violet series, which then the Ilya stories, is, am I saying her name right? I, I call her Ilya, but. Okay. So her, the, the Ilya stories like mesh up with the Violet stories. It's just all so, I love it so much. It gets so complicated though, because the current story that I'm writing has to mesh up with um, Blood Moon and those characters. So I'm like trying to think how I can cram the story that I want to tell with the current story and how it can fit time-wise. Well, that's my job. It's really hard. It's so (laughs) hard because there's a lot to do in a very short very short window of time so it's been 
I kind of avoid it sometimes because I'm like, okay, I don't know how to do this. So I just kind of. Well, when you think about it though, yes, there's a lot to do, but people actually like can accomplish a lot in a day. Yeah. But there's so many different people at this point telling their story at the exact same time and then having to fit it time-wise it's really hard but I mean I'm excited about it because I have a lot of uh, interesting and strange ideas about what potentially is coming but back to the oils before we get too far off topic um yeah so you and I like to have those conversations about what would they smell like and like what would they be a mix of like their personalities and like where they're from and and hints in the story about stuff and it was super 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 fun giving you ideas and then watching what you did with it because you add you added sense that i never would have thought to add in or that would go in you know so that mm -hmm. was like super fun and then getting to actually smell them mm -hmm. and like yeah because i put scents so in there perfect. that go with like things that they do in the story like mm -hmm. how i put lilacs in with roman because yeah. it was a favorite flower of see you gotta read the books to find out whose favorite flower it was but <laughs> it yeah. was someone's favorite flower that was very important to him and um yeah you know, and it's, it's like just fun because and we like are... go ahead okay well because everyone is a combination of all their experiences right um and so i tried to make the sense a combination of all those things too that yeah to the point where they are right and it makes sense like mm -hmm. you know even i'm super excited too about the idea that we had about doing like scene sense yeah like the ox roast and like you know whatever else we think of or whatever I don't, it's so fun to me. I love it so much. Cause I don't have the skill level, but you do. Yeah. So it's like, it's excited. <laughs> like I'm a good idea person. I just can't accomplish the things that you I. You the best ideas and you do really good, like ideas for designs. Like um, Tara came up with our packaging. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be so cool. And we have business cards, like big girls and. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's so exciting like i'm super stoked i this sounds like so dumb sponsor me um sticker mule but i'm yes. so excited that i found them and randomly when we were doing lycia stickers i just google searched stickers or whatever and they came up and like they had a good deal at the time so i'm really that company is so great and they're they constantly are sending out deals that are insanely good mm -hmm. and, and the, the quality is fantastic. It, the quality is like so good and their hot sauce is delicious. So that's also a bonus, but it, so it's super like, I can't believe I have stickers for like these awesome Lycia stickers and magnets and pins and like, and then I, we have the business cards. Yes. Vistaprint, who could also sponsor. They're also good. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then the stickers, like our labels are through them. Um, I did so actually, pretty. for my own personal project by myself, 
um, some magnets and some holographic stickers, which are I just love those. So cool. Yeah, I love the so holographic cool. stickers and the clear ones. Those ones are really cool too. Mm -hmm. I like the magnets. Yes, there's, well, who doesn't need like 10 million magnets anyways? Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that you can get like the labels or the stickers in a roll or just in a sheet. Yeah. However you need yeah. it. Cause we got the, we, we have all of them, obviously. The ones on the, paying us. I know <laughs> the, the one that, <laughs> the one that, the ones that are on the roll are really good to put on the packaging and you know, cause you can just hurry up and peel them off and stick them on like the outside of your envelopes and whatever. Mm. Um, I, they, they're just so good. So it's super exciting to have, um, like you said, big girl cards and stickers and yeah, it's like, like legit yeah the, the so, business cards came yesterday and it just made it all real have you got any keychains yet i have not oh my god there's wait so cool. no i i got a keychain from you i didn't purchase a keychain yeah well whenever that deal comes around get them because there's i think they're so cool because they send those deals all the time they just rotate them so when the keychain one comes up again, ooh, I could do like a fancy font with just the business name. Sure. Have it like, yeah, that would be cool. You could do anything you wanted. They're so cool. Like I want to get the heart logo, my uh, violet violet heart, you know, with the Valentine kind of heart thing. Those would be cool on keychains. Uh huh. I have a holographic violet violet heart on the back of my yeah. laptop. <laughs> those are so cool i know i ran out of space on my laptop timothy sent me all these stickers and i'm like i don't have anywhere to stick stickers anymore I i've got to... i'm putting them on a metal filing cabinet i have yeah i don't have one i got lots I, I gotta of space figure it out because they're all such cool so i've got them kind of tucked away right now because i i don't want to lose track of them and yeah and so, and at some be, point you want them to be where you can see them because i like to see them yeah um, like my friends are so cool and um i like to you know i want them to be on something that's gonna like stick around i don't want to just stick them on exactly exactly like i don't want to exactly. put it on a notebook that's going to get crammed someplace or recycled at one point or whatever so and i don't want to like, put them on a photo album because then i can't see them exactly i want them out where i can look at them and just like smile that's why i like it, having them on my laptop because they're all just like right there mm -hmm. i never have any more space my chromebook's little I don't have any more space. Yeah, my laptop's <sighs> not huge, but the important ones are on it. <laughs> so, um, of the of the oils, which one's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Oh gosh, you just asked me to pick a favorite child. Like people ask me to pick a favorite album or a favorite song all the time, and I'm like, are you? Um, I, I can't. I mean, each one of them is my favorite for a different reason. I know yeah. that sounds like a cop out, but it's true though. Like the violet one I like because it makes me feel grounded and confident and fierce, right? Mm -hmm. Like it just, it makes me feel like I could take on anyone and anything and just freaking okay. crush it yeah. and absolutely crush it, right? The Roman one makes me feel secure and protect like safe and secure yeah. and i like that one because it's like one of those clean scents it's that very clean a man could wear it but also a woman mm -hmm. for sure um 
but I like the feeling of security almost it gives you. I don't know if you get that too, but it's very yeah. Well, for I associate sure. this the smells with people that have protected me in the past. Yeah, and it's very well. Plus, I mean, in my head, I picture he's hanging out with me. So, mm -hmm. what's gonna hurt you if he's hanging out with you? Exactly. <laughs> like, what can come close to you if there's this? A, a right. <laughs> and it's so it's so clean smelling. So. Like whenever I picture, like in the book, when I describe Violet going to his house and his house is like meticulously clean and it smells like cleaner and, and like fresh soap and shampoo. I get that from the oil, but of course also like he wears leather all the time. So you get that too. Yeah. And then my Lori's interesting because most people hate her, understandably. But like, I know the girl that nobody knows yet. So she's very sweet and wounded. And so that the, the, so the oil that you made for her is to me smells very sweet, like very um, floral and childlike and that part of her that she doesn't let anybody know. Right, but also this is a very lush woman. Like yeah. Blush as in beautiful and right. you want to touch her. Like you see her and you want to touch yeah, her. Sure. But do you want to touch her because you want to protect her? Or do you want to touch her just because she's hot? Because it's broken. right. Like to right. me, it just seems like a beautiful broken bird. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, that you want to put in the palm of your hand and take care of. But it's a friggin' raptor. And so you have to be careful or also eat <laughs> Yeah, like, she might she might kill you. Yeah, she she <laughs> might eat your face, but you know, protect her anyway. And yeah. then I I guess I have a special feeling for Lux too. Because to me he just exudes sensuality and sexiness. Yeah. And fire. And so I I tried to put sense in there that are fiery and hot and very sexy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how can I pick a favorite? I know they're all different. Like, and the good thing too, though, is that they're all different, but they all uh, complement each other. So you can wear them all together. They do. I I tried to tie them all together because you and I know why. But they all start off with the same bass notes. They all start out with lavender. Every single one of them started with lavender oil. And then I built them from there. We started with lavender, but there's also cinnamon in there, which you wouldn't think can go together. Yeah. Oh man, does it. One, you, the it the cool thing so about good. blending oils is it's like a trial and error thing. There are some things you can put together and they just smell delicious. Absolutely yeah. stunning. And then there's other things like my least favorite oil is geranium oil mm. because to me it smells like urine mm. um yeah and it's too strong it's like really really strong but if you put like a drop of it in to something that's already got a hundred drops of other oils and that hundred could include the carrier oil yeah it balances it somehow and it doesn't have that strange 
ammon it's it's an ammonia kind of smell. It's not really urine. It's just right because it's so so super strong. It's like too much for me. Yeah. Um. So it's now I need to go smell geranium oil. But then there's <laughs> other people who feel that way about Ylang Ylang oil. And I love it. I love it too. You either love it or hate it. It's kind of yeah. like um, cilantro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people have that for patchouli too. You either hate that, you know. Yeah, you either love, love it. it or you think it smells like dirt. Right, which is why I like it. But some of us like, like the smell of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But they all they all smell so 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 good. It's funny that you uh, there di are different perceptions because I get that for Lux also, but he's such a broken, sad person to me. Like he of all my characters is the saddest. Like he makes me so sad because I feel so sad that he's so unhappy all the time. Well, you know what though? You're the boss, make him happy. I can't do what he won't tell me. <laughs> I have to. I mean, the story. Give the man he makes, happiness. He he makes bad choices. He does. So he's like me up until about forty-four years old. Yeah, it's a series of bad decisions and desperation. He knows running. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he he's got some happiness coming his way, but it's gonna be real dark soon. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of them, actually. As compared to what? Like, I know. Lux's backstory, like, that man has been through it. You're me. Him and his sister are so tragic. They, they are. Like, you want, you think about when you meet my Lori, she's so spiteful and mean. But then what I've learned about her through reading yeah. her story. I think I'd be spiteful and mean and just awful to people as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't curl up in a ball and just give up. I I feel like the fact that they don't continue to destroy entire uh, civilizations, considering <laughs> it definitely shows growth. Yeah, they've yeah. grown. They've grown up. They're not destroying civilizations anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They smell delicious. They do. They smell absolutely. And it was a labor of love. I had so much fun doing it. And so when you do these, how many times do you have to scrap them and start over? Because I feel like I I feel like I I it, it to me it would feel like mixing a song where you keep picking at it and picking at it and picking at it and then you get to the point where you're like i can't even tell if this is good anymore and then you have to walk away and then start over again like you you get too meticulous about it and you just can't think straight anymore well, and so first... how do you do it where you're like okay a drop of this and then you're like fuck that don't work and then you have well, to start over again a lot of it is time and patience and I've spent the time learning what goes well together but there's always those combinations that you don't think are going to work that just really do and so sometimes I nail it the first shot other times I'll start it out and it, it'll smell good but it's not enough and it's not quite what I was going for I don't scrap it I hold on to it 
because I always feel like, okay, it's not right just yet, but I can either use it for another experiment or I can keep working with it. Mm. And then sometimes I'll get it and I'll think it's right. And before I put anything out for other people to wear, I wear it myself for like a week. Yeah. And see, cause I like my oils to last for hours. Yes. Um, I don't want to walk in a room and have people smell it. And cause I feel like if you walk in a room and people can just smell you, you are wearing too much. Yeah. So like, I don't ever want to taste anyone else's perfume. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I've been around people like that. And it's just like, <laughs> um, so I want them to be subtle, mm-hmm. but I want them to be strong enough to last all day. Yeah. So finding that balance is also interesting and yeah. figuring out what carrier oil. At, at one point I was using um, fractionated coconut oil, mm-hmm. which works wonderfully. Um, but I've moved to jojoba oil mm-hmm. just because it has some different benefits for the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make oils you can put in your hair. And which I do. Your hair. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've but been I want putting to- that violet oil in my hair. Yeah, I put it, I spray it in my hair also, but I want it to be specifically for your hair. Right. Um, and I want, like, I guess my process is really experimentation and I'll sit and I'll write down, okay, so this is the, the feeling I'm going for and what things make me feel like that. Like, say I want to feel like protection right Mm -hmm. because i i do a lot of like witchcraft type oils too right yeah so say i want to build an oil for protection the first thing i do is i sit down and i i find out what herbs provide protection Mm -hmm. of those herbs then i figure out well which ones actually make essential oils because not everything can be an essential oil right um so what can i put in it that actually will provide energetically protection Mm-hmm. Okay, so what then smells nice with that as far as like fragrance oils? Mm-hmm. So this is not an essential oil. This is like something that just smells nice. Mm-hmm. And then like, how do they go together synergistic, synergetically, synergistically? They both work. How, do the, how does the energy go together? How does yeah, it mesh? Right, right. Because there are certain things that denote protection that don't smell great. So you don't want to use those, you know, but but say I want to make something that helps you with astral projection. Then I want to find something that's going to protect your body. Right. Mm -hmm. But also something that's going to protect your spirit as it's free of your body. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, benefit you in the concentration it takes for that to happen you know it's just I think about what I want to accomplish and then I go from there okay and with our with our babies it was it started out with well what does what do they smell like Mm -hmm. and how can I accomplish that and what does Tara think they smell like and you know we had those long conversations and we talked about it for weeks before I ever even yeah. put anything together because 
I write all that down. You know, I keep a big notebook and then I let it simmer in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I just start mixing. And like I said, sometimes I just get in this zone where, you know, I'm putting, like I put in so many drops and write that down and okay, well that doesn't work once I've added this. So now I've got to add that. And so I write everything down so I can recreate it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I get in there and it's just right. I love the violet oil. Like I was, you know, I, I know you're nervous. You were nervous about if, if it was going to work for me. I, I thought like, you were going to hate every single one of them. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't think that was going to happen. But likewise, I'm like, what if it's really just not right? And then I have to be like, uh, like how, do I, I ask, how do I tell her it's not good? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I hate that. Like, I don't like, especially when. I respect everybody's creativity. So for me to tell somebody this isn't my thing really hurts me. I don't, that's why I don't like people asking me to listen to their music because if I don't like it, then it may, and I'm not, I won't lie. So it, it just puts me in a really uncomfortable position anyway. So when you sent Violet, I was nervous. Cause I'm like, what if her interpretation of Violet is not my interpretation? As soon as I smelled it, I was like, oh my God. Like, it's so perfect. It's so her. It's so like, it's so like clean smell. Like it's green, like in, it's earthy and like, but in a like wood nymph kind of way. Like, cause, and you know, of course there's scenes in her, in the books where she kind of goes into these places. Yeah. And so that's like, it's so perfect. Like, her in the meadow and her in the woods and her, you know, but also her hanging out at the club and, you know, it's, there's, it's so perfect. And then uh, Roman was the same, like in my head, I picture what he smells like and he smells super clean, but he smells like he just got out of the shower. Exactly. But also sweaty, but not, not, not BO sweat. That clean sweat like smell. Like that exercise sweat that, yeah. That's clean. And then outdoorsy because he's out hunting things. And it just, it, it's, they're, they're perfect. And then my Lori was so sweet. Like, she's so sweet. And like, I don't know. They just smelled real. And Lux, I love, I love his oil too. And it's interesting because they do like, especially Lux and my Lori, they smell like siblings. Like they, those two oils, they're very different, but you can say, I can tell these two people are related. Like, it's really interesting how that worked out. But <laughs> That's what I was going for. Um, and then also my Lori, like I said, I picture her as like a little broken thing that's also vicious yeah but I also pick almost like like a rabid fox <laughs> or or one of those flowers that smells really sweet because once you yeah. get in you yeah you know what I mean like yeah. not a fly flytrap but one of uh, one of the prettier flowers that has the same yeah kind of mechanism gives off these beautiful pheromones to attract bugs or whatever and then it eats them yeah totally and then violet's a feisty little fairy yeah like tinkerbell but scary but she'll kick your teeth down your throat 
Yeah, Tinkerbell but scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I'm so like you don't even understand how I've spent so many hours with these characters and like I, at this point it's 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 they're real to me like 100% real I hear them in the back of my brain talking like come on we're sitting here waiting on you right so like for for you to give me a, a physical representation that I can slather myself in so that not only are they up here but like I can smell them I you know I didn't even think about that I should totally when I'm writing certain scenes put their oil on and see if that does any kind of weird inspiration, you know, like next time I'm going to write with Lux or whatever. Try. Yeah. Well, and who cares anyways? Cause it smells good, but I mean, I was doing witchcraft when I made them. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's, I, I've, brought, <laughs> I've brought this up before, but I, uh, I haven't walked outside in a long time cause it's already hot here, but one of the last times I walked, I was walking the neighborhood and I thought, what would I do if Lux all of a sudden just appeared, jumped down out of the sky and he's like, hey. What would you do? I don't know. I mean, first of all, I'd be a little freaked out, but I think what an interesting, like, when you think about creating characters. I'm just thinking there's... of it, he's like, hey mom, what's up? <laughs> like, totally, like, totally. I'm like, please don't call me mom. But, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> I don't want to know you like that. Yeah. But no, it, it, it would be, it, it, I like to, to think about, you know, cause I'm, I like to think about dreams being real. Like you're really going to these places and hanging out with people that you don't know in places that you've never been, la, 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 la. So it's interesting to me also to think that what if these characters really are real and somehow I've tapped into them. Well, that fits in with my alternate universes here. Right. You know? timeline theory because who's to say that they aren't real somewhere that's what yeah exactly and so like the thought of him just all of a sudden appearing and being like hey you conjured me here I am what would you do like quit my job I mean, that, would be hard <laughs> that would be really hard for me because I, <coughs> I have a hell? really nice life and I'm really happy right now at sure and um I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not I going anywhere. Have, I have a really nice life. I have great friends. I have a good relationship. Like, you know, mm -hmm. things are coming together for me and yeah. First of all, I would be like, okay, Lux, you have a lot of money. So just go ahead and pay all my bills and then I can quit my job and write stories and we can go on vacations and stuff together. Don't kill me or nothing. Um, <laughs> don't kill me, <laughs> don't kill me. <clears throat> i don't think he would kill me but um yeah it but just, if he it, killed you would he cease to exist and well not if if i created him then maybe but well, if i just tapped into his energy then no well here's the other thing right have you ever heard of a tulpa mm-hmm yeah 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 so if he appeared, what if he was a tulpa because enough people believed in him? Aww. Or you believed in him hard enough for him to appear? Cute. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you breathe enough energy, you can, 
you know, it's like the law of attraction or the law, you know, when people are manifesting things for themselves, you raise the energy, right? And you raise enough of it. I guess careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because somehow you get what you want. Um, And that whether that's you raise the energy and you keep yourself motivated and you work toward it like a maniac, which is what I believe happens nine times out of 10. Hmm. Or you raise enough energy and you want it bad enough that somehow the universe conspires to give it to you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Timothy has this guest that uh, Brother Richard that comes on his show. And one of the things, and I've mentioned this in other stuff and things, um, he said that you, you can't imagine something that hasn't already been created. And that really was interesting to me to think about. So again, that's, that's fascinating to me. Like maybe like in your dreams, like you're truly traveling to these places because they must exist if you're imagining them, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know that I agree with that because we are by nature as artists creators but maybe we're tapping into things but isn't it also possible that we dream things into being and right it can go right but they only exist because we thought of them right that's the interesting thing about that but i think like a paradox like i think from his perspective he was thinking that if we're capable of creating something, it's because the divine, you know, God, whatever, has already, already created been. this thing. Well, you know then, what I mean? Then also there's the the thing that um, humanity has been around long enough and there's been enough of us. Right. That that nothing's new. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. only like five stories and they're all the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's all interesting though. I like the idea that, um, I personally, um, choose to believe that when we dream, we really are somehow going into these alt dimensions, whatever you creating worlds, whatever you want to call it. And so, um, the current stuff that I'm writing now deals a lot with that, where is it a real place? Or did you create it into being, and now it's a real place? Right. And so it, I, it's going to get wacky and confusing, I think. But, I don't think um, that's wacky. I think that's actually a really interesting philosophical question. I think it is. Like, if you can, I don't know how vivid your dreams or even daydreams are, but, like, I can daydream things to where I can feel it like whenever I um write Mm -hmm. I'm literally just feeling like I can see this movie in my head Mm -hmm. and I'm doing my best to describe exactly what I'm seeing in my head Mm -hmm. and what I'm what they're feeling thus I'm feeling and so like that's the goal I, I don't feel like I ever fully um explain things properly but that's the goal is to, and it's the same way people make movies, I'm sure. Like you're trying to 
explain things in with words of what you're seeing in your head. So I keep burping, sorry. <laughs> Damn, yeah, hot. Oh, yeah, real hot. But real yeah, hot. so I don't know. I don't know if everybody is that way. I know that there's those people that can't visualize things in their head, which blows my mind to me. Like I don't even because I can I can sit here, zone out, and have an entire movie go on in my head. I have and a feel constant, it. I have a constant running either there's images or uh, like an internal monologue my head is never quiet yes exactly um, my brain is never quiet and yes i can envision things to the point where i can see it smell it taste it feel it you know same um, yeah like i feel like i've invented uh entire relationships in my brain <laughs> you know what i mean like you, and I don't mean that in a creepy way. Well, it's probably creepy, but like, I mean, like with these characters and stuff, like they're very real. And I mean, I logically, I know they're not, but they're real enough to where, like, I literally feel if I don't write these guys for a while, I miss them. And like, can, it's like, I, I, I get this feeling that they're just kind of pacing back and forth in my brain going, when are you going to talk to me again? It's, when are you going to talk to me? I have multiple friends that are authors that write fiction. Yeah. Every single one of you has said that exact same thing. Your characters are alive in your brain. Yeah. And they talk to you and they tell you their stories. It's and true. I find that so unbelievably interesting because when I have something like I, I'll get urges where I need to paint and I need to paint something, but I don't know what it's going to be. And I, I end up with sometimes something that's amazing. Sometimes I end up with the just shit, you know, but I, the feeling and the image has to come out. Yeah. Um, so what is that? Is it, is it, is it like almost a form of mediumship or, you know, are you conjuring things into being or, you know what I mean? It's really interesting to me. Uh, yeah. I was going to say it's magic. Like it's, it's magical. It's creativity. It's yeah. Something that if you do it right is a gift to other people. Yeah. Like it's very, I mean, you know me do it right i can you can make people feel what you were feeling when you did it that's always the goal like i want Same. you to see to to read what i'm seeing in my head mm -hmm. and it, with limited vocabulary and skill set it's difficult but like i want you to be able to visualize exactly what i'm seeing in my head and like what they look like what they feel like what the trees look like, what the air smells like, what the river looks like flowing through the, you know, the, the meadow and what the fish look like swimming. I mean, I try really, really, really hard to show you what I'm seeing. But let me stop you for just a second. Did you just say that you have a limited vocabulary? <laughs> I do. I don't have all the words. No, nobody has all the words. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like 
there, you can't have all the words. Like I can't explain it well enough. But you're, but you're I've told you this before. The way that you write is very engrossing and immersive and I hope so. Write your characters and they talk the way people would actually talk. Like Violet's a kid from a small town. She speaks like a kid from a small town. She's not like Juno or whatever, and she's like all intellectual and using <laughs> 17 syllable words. And that shit irritates me, I have to say. That's annoying. She's yes, she's precocious, she's very smart, but she's smart in her way and she doesn't she doesn't need to to use $15 words to show you how smart she is yeah um, that kind of stuff always turns me off to be honest like in fact unless I'm not it, gonna go ahead unless it fits the character right exactly. it puts me off yeah and in fact, out of the story. The whole reason I started writing and I'm not going to tell anybody what book it is but I was reading this book and I was just like, this is so not what I want this book to be. Like the characters had all this potential, but they like let me down so bad because the author was trying way too fucking hard to look smart. And it was so off putting to me that I'm like, I'm just going to write books that I like with characters that I like. And that was like one of the huge catalysts to me even starting writing because I was so off put because I wanted to love this book so much. And the characters, like I said, they had all this potential, but they were so annoying because the author wanted to make sure everybody knew how cool they were with their music references and their, like they didn't act like people act at right. that and age in that scene. Do. Your characters do and- I hope so. <laughs> well they do and they do things that people would do like when you write a fight scene it's not just magically like the next day and it's all taken care of like you actually talk about people cleaning up the destruction and dealing with the aftermath you know I, I hope so one scene in particular um where Violet's house gets kind of smashed up mm -hmm. and you have them cleaning it up and yeah. they're worried about the, the same things that people that age would be worried about. Yeah. You well, know, and you, don't, you don't write people as oblivious, like people in the neighborhood aren't oblivious to what's going on. Violet's yeah. worried about what the neighbors are going to think when she's going into certain places. Right. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I had a coworker read one, read Violet, Violet a long time ago. And her, her comment was to me, she goes to the bathroom a lot. I'm like, yeah, people go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. I don't that think was one of the things, that was one of the things actually that sold, like, because the way I ended up with Tara's stories is weird. Um, Cause I, I had been it. listening, I had been listening to, to Lycia for a long time. Um, and I've always been a huge fan, always. And I have another friend, Susie, who's been on your show mm -hmm. and you two know each other. And I broke up a dog. It wasn't a dog fight. There was a cat that got into my yard, a feral cat. 
and it's feral. I don't want it scratching my dogs or whatever. Right. And my dogs are idiots. They go over there and they're like, oh, look, hi, a cat. Ooh, are you our friend? Let's play. And the cat doesn't know that that's right. not going to hurt it. So I go over and I'm like, stop. And they stopped and I like push their faces away. And the cat, the ungrateful little thing, jumped <laughs> up and like bit me and scratched my hands up. Mm-hmm. Both of them. And I was like, okay, well, that's not nice. And I go in and I'm telling Bill, my brother, about it. And he's like, um, that's a feral cat. You need to go and get rabies shots. Oh. So I ended up going to get rabies shots, but because of the cat bite, I got a blood infection. Yeah, they're dangerous. And when I got the blood infection, Susie was like, you have to rest and you need to do this and you need to do that. And she had people send me stories. And Tara was one of the very few people that actually sent me stories. Like there were like a handful of people, like five that mm-hmm. sent me their stories, but you sent me everything. I did. And I read it all. And I was like, I'm so desperate for friends. You remember, no, but do you remember like one of the first things I said is like, okay, first I'm really, really excited. And you have to excuse me for a minute. <laughs> I like I like went all stupid fangirl on you for a minute oh my god I love you you're so amazing I love your voice you saved uh, my life so weird. yeah and it was so surreal to me that like you were and that's like, surreal to me I was like she look at this she's like such a superstar and she pities me oh and she's doing god. something nice for me pities you. I felt like I felt like a make-a-wish kid <laughs> <laughs> God. No, see, like, for I'm me, so- I'm just so desperate for people to read. Like, I get no feedback. So it was so like, oh, this girl's going to read my book. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like, that's how I felt about it. And now I, I assume nobody, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I assume you don't know who I am. So I never assume anybody knows anything about who I am. Yeah. Well, Susie was like, yeah. So it's- Tara's gonna send you some stuff I was like Tara who she's like Tara Van Flower I was like wait that that Tara and she was like "Uh uh-huh I was like no really (laughs) it was so bad I was so excited and so I'm in the hospital and I'm like "Ooh," and I'm reading and I'm reading and then Susie's like and she wants feedback I was like I get to talk to her I was so like, I, you don't know, like I have a couple people who give me real feedback and it's so important. Like it's an honor to be able to do really, because how often really does someone want to hear about something that they created and actually want constructive criticism? Well, I do. Um, a lot of people don't want for people I trust I don't want somebody like I don't like people who are just like offering up you know what I mean you know what I mean they're giving you criticism but it's not constructive yeah it's just like and or or it's like random stupid stuff yeah like or just random stuff that's kind of arbitrary like but like real genuine, like the person actually cares about it. That's a whole next level gift from God, because especially for me where I'm like, I don't have any confidence. So 
for you to and like a couple of my other friends to say this was really cool when this happened or on the flip side of that like well this doesn't make sense because you said she did this but she did that then so we need to rectify this like, oh that's how i ended up being your editor <laughs> yeah because that shit's important that. it's so hard to keep like it's it sounds so dumb but just things like eye color is hard to remember did I make this person's eyes brown or blue? I can't remember. And then you got to sit there and hunt back through and like, so if you have somebody that's actually has Psycho the and has timeline and piece of the art <laughs> connecting everything together. Oh my God. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard a room dedicated to your book. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I actually thought like at some point I should probably go and like write down everybody's name, age, like eye color and how they're related to whoever because the the, the cast of character is getting really large at this point like legit we need to make you a spreadsheet for that i know but i'm always like i have such limited time that i'm like okay do i want to spend this hour that i could do something fun and write or this like homework right project you know what i mean so i always end up doing the fun thing because life should be not miserable all the time <laughs> yeah but see to me that is fun i yeah. find that so engrossing and I, I am endlessly entertained by doing stuff like that so like there's certain characters names i could always forget their names like i forget um i always forget roman's family's names and that's awful but I'm as bad. I'm as as bad with that in real life. So I I cut myself some slack. I can't remember names for nothing. Right. But I'm just like I created these people. You think I could remember their names? Well. <laughs> but then again, did you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'll just and, say yeah. Yeah. I didn't. But anyways, it's fun, and it's fun having people that actually know the story that I can say. Does this make sense for this part? And you can say yes because XYZ or no because XYZ. So it's super helpful. So helpful. Good. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I love I, doing it. It's 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 wonderful for me. You're so. you're truly a gift to me. And I mean that in like not just because you um read my books, but just in general in life because you know, those people are few and far between that you can go, I'm really having a bad, bad day today. And, mm -hmm. and this is why. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm sorry. And X, Y, Z back. And it yeah. makes things better. So yeah. it's nice to, um, it's in, it's interesting how people come into your life accidentally. And then they're the important people that you needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is all still very surreal to me. Like, yeah, well, it is that to me we're too. Doing this and I feel it like is it's to me too. There's been so many times in my life where people are like, "Hey, let's collaborate on something," and I'm like, "Yes, this is gonna be awesome," and then they just are gone, and I'm over here heartbroken again, reminded of being <laughs> eighth grade me sitting in my house crying into a tub of ice cream because my friends blew me off again. Yep, and. It's happened so many times um, 
where people are like, yeah, gung ho, like, let's do this thing together. And then they're just are gone. And so I'm always afraid, like, I never take anything for granted that this is really, really, really actually going to happen. So it's super exciting to me to see the wheels in motion and we're getting closer and closer and closer. And like, it's almost, we're almost there. We're like so close. I'm I just know. literally for the labels for the bottles. And we're only a couple of weeks away from telling the a big, big fun thing. Yes. And we've already been sort of sneaking out hints here. And yeah, there. we're doing a really big fun thing. Together. Yeah, that's super <laughs> exciting. It's very um, exciting. It's super exciting. Such a big deal for me. <laughs> me too. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like, it is by far the biggest thing that's happened to me on a personal creative uh, level. Same. Um, yeah. I mean, the Lycia stuff is always, but that's like Lycia. So it's not me by myself. Your own that's personal a collective. Project. Yeah. This is the biggest personal project thing that I've had so far. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited and nervous. I'm terrified. <laughs> I, know. I like feel, I like actually literally feel like a deer in headlights. Like me too. I like, was so scared. <laughs> I know. I'm so scared of letting people down and like, or people are going to be like, oh, that's not what yeah. I thought. It's not what I expected. Um, yeah. This is cool, but I'm always afraid of the butt. Like, Anytime someone gives me a compliment, I'm afraid of the yeah that yeah comes for sure yeah for sure. And I'm always expecting it, and I have <clears throat> quite a few people. Like I said, I have a very good life right now, and I have quite a few people in my life that give genuine compliments when they're due, but they don't mm -hmm. give me fake compliments. Exactly. And, uh, even still with the people that I trust, I'm still waiting for that, but I know, um, but I, I'm getting better. Yeah, I know it's, uh, you know, when you've had so many things in your life, kind of yeah, people let you not down. Ideal. Yeah. yeah. People let you down a lot. And so I try not to be one of those people. I'm sure I do sometimes it's hard. I mean, no, I feel you're pretty I, I try really hard to not be that person, but like, um, like a lot of times projects will come up and I want to do them, but I can't, or like I I'm doing them, but I'm taking too long doing them. Like that really stresses me out. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't like, I don't want anyone to think I'm like being wishy-washy or anything like that. Cause I don't like it when people do that shit to me. Right. Like I have a project, I have a project right now. Mm -hmm. Um, a music project that I'm a hundred percent gung-ho so excited about it ridiculously excited about it and I'll tell you later I can't tell you around here can't wait um but it's a collab with somebody that I'm super stoked to collaborate with two mm -hmm. people and um I've been dragged like I keep not getting back to emails and I'm like I haven't even started working on my part yet but it's not because I don't want to, it's just because all this stuff hit at the same time, like work stuff, all the stuff that we're doing, the book stuff. And then I've had some, like, I had to get the vaccine and then, you know, so that yeah. whole thing. And then, um, just this, all this stuff kind of hit at the same time. So 
I'm like, okay, well, once the thing that happens next happens, then I can chill out again and like have not so much. Right. I got to get my time. part of that like done and done. I'm almost done and done. I, all I have to do is one more thing and then get it shipped off. And then my part is done. Yeah. I have to do two things and then get it shipped off. But it's, those are big things though. They're fun things. It'll take me like one day. Okay. So that's just, not so I, bad. If I just sit down and freaking do it, it's just a matter of my, I have like a squirrel brain lately where I can't just sit down and do one thing at a time. I've yeah. got to be working on like six projects at once. Or I, just, <laughs> I know. I can't, I can't live focus. my life that way. Like, oh I don't God. know how, like, I cannot focus unless I'm doing six different things at one time. And it's not like I'm doing them all at one time, but it's like, I'll work on one thing for a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm working on a portrait right now. And so I'll work on that for a little while. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm tired of doing this. Why don't I make some jewelry? And then I'll make jewelry for a little while. And then that gets boring after a couple hours or mm -hmm. like my hips start to hurt or my back yeah. starts to hurt or whatever. And so then I move to writing listings for my shop or like, I have so many listings I need to write. I have a good ten thousand dollars worth of inventory in my house oh my gosh yep and i need to i need to list it and that's exciting though yeah and the reason i haven't done that yet is because i've got pop-up markets coming up that i'm gonna go to in pennsylvania in yeah, not yeah, even yeah. not even my own town i'm going to susie <laughs> i wish i could go that would be so much fun i mean you can well but you can't. technically i can but technically legally you're allowed realistically i can't I, I, I just told mike um but we're gonna be doing it all summer yeah i just told mike earlier that now that i'm vaxxed up and everything and it's like people are getting vaccinated and it's a little safer to kind of meander out. I definitely want to start doing those things. Like I really truly do want to do that thing where me, you, Susie and Tim get a, um, a table someplace at some con, horror con that would be or so something con. Fun. Oh my God, it would be so fun. And that's would, what Susie and would I be off the charts. We're doing tables together. Yeah, that would be so fun. At these pop-up markets and I mean, you could, we're doing it all summer long. Um, it's once a month and you could come and it's twice a month in the fall. Yeah. You know, cause I feel like fall is more realistic. I think fall will be more realistic. And you can stay in my hotel room. Fun. How fun. Yeah. Fun. I mean, I could stay at Susie's house, but like the it's hotel haunted? Her house is haunted. I like her haunted house. I don't like haunted stuff. Her her house though, it's haunted, yes, but her ghosts are nice. Like I like her ghosts. I would be like this the whole time. Her ghosts and I like each other and they don't bother you. Like although I did <laughs> have I told the story, have I told you the story about walking it into her um downstairs? And setting my keys on the bar, and the next thing I know, they're gone. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Her bar goes stole my keys. Ew. 
Yeah, but he's a nice little man. And once I was like, listen, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to bother you. You're not bothering me. Ew. Like, we need to just get along. It was like an acknowledgement, like, oh. This one thing I like about our house, we're the only people that have ever lived here. Not that, not that new houses can't be haunted or anything like that, but you know, we're the only people. So, so far only our energy is in our house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. As much as I like old stuff, I get nervous even about antiques because I'm like, that could have juju on it. Like bad juju. I'm careful about that too. Yeah. I get, I'm creeped out by a lot of stuff. I feel like because I feel inner, like, I mean, not to be hokey or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I pick up energy in rooms really easily. And so if there's something there that's not supposed to be there, I get creeped out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Who's over there? Who are you talking to? That's my brother. He's making me these 3D, um, He's making me flower pots for my succulents. <gasps> those, those are cool. Aren't they amazing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll show her that one. He's really, this one's really cool too. This is the one he just made me. Oh my gosh. Aren't they awesome? Does he sell stuff too? No, he just makes it for me. <gasps> <laughs> he should sell stuff because he's making I'm... really cool stuff. He really should sell those like on Etsy or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's cool. Yeah, they're really neat. So 3D printers are kind of fascinating. They are. You should see them work. Oh my gosh. I, I, I picture like, do, did you watch the Westworld on HBO? Mm-hmm. You know that opening sequence where you can see the machines building the, that's what I picture. It is kind of like that. So <laughs> the machine, it's got like this. So it's a, a flat um, like table, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got like a, a bridge over it. And then it's got this arm. And the arm like comes down and it has the filament. And this this is made with That's filament. That's insane. So then it it does a little layer at a time. And it's like hot plastic, almost. It almost looks like you're using a hot glue gun to make something. Okay. Have you ever done that? Like made something yeah. out of hot glue? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that, except for it's like way more, like these are like sturdy. Yeah. And they're, and they're only thin. That is like, so cool. Yeah. That has to be expensive. No. No. No, I bought... Um, the filament I think cost me fifteen dollars, and so far we've made like I don't know five or six of these, and we, we're not even halfway through it. Oh wow! It all That's depends cool. on what you're. It depends on what you're making and how solid it is, and sure. But it's not as expensive as it used to be. I know that Mike, um, you know, uh, where he works and stuff. When this whole COVID thing came about, mm-hmm. and this guy three D printed himself a crazy looking ventilator and and the the people at work were like hey you could do that for us too of course I think that's super expensive I don't know but I'm just like picturing this like space age yeah like he came to work with this like whole helmet craziness on (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like bubble boy craziness. Wow. But I have seen, like, I'm pretty sure on Etsy I've seen people do, like, um, like helmets, like Star, uh, Star Wars helmets and, and stuff like that on yeah. some 3D printers. Pretty cool. Yeah, and the biggest expense is buying the printer itself. And then some of the patterns, like, it depends on if you know, like, CAD design and things like that. Mm. Um, you can get the patterns and sometimes yeah. they pay for them, sometimes they're free. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And you can't, like, other people, there's people, there's a girl on TikTok who designs her own patterns and she like makes like superheroes like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and like they are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah, Bill's like really into his 3D printer. Which is awesome. I can see why though. It's like I mean it's like a Yeah, and it's like a one of a kind thing. It's a one of a kind thing and all of my little plants have their own little homes. He bakes this for me and then I take my Dremel tool and put a hole in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. How cool, man. That's cool. He should definitely sell that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I think I have seen people selling patterns, uh 3D printer patterns. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. It is cool. It's neat. And he's he's like figured out now how to like resize things because this was from a pattern that was smaller. Yeah. Like only about like that big around. Yeah. So he like doubled almost the size, maybe even more. That's cool. And made the pattern of the diamonds a little bit different. And like he's learning how to do all these neat tweaks to it. That's cool, man. So I have to tell you this, because I, you know, we're both into the, I can't get comfortable. So hold on, hold on. Um, I'm like climbing all over. I'm so short. It's hard for me to get comfortable. Anyway. Um, it's hard when your feet don't reach the ground. I well, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a problem. But um, <laughs> me and Derek went to the store today and it was like this really interesting shop where it was almost like an indoor flea market, but all the stuff was like um, handmade crafts and stuff. And, and it, it had sort of a shabby chic vibe to it, the place did, but everything was like super cool and everything. And there was this girl in there who was selling crystals and gems and things, but she also made these absolutely stunningly beautiful like sage bundles. And they would have like different herbs and flowers and like all this stuff. They were so beautiful. Like, so um, like yes they were exactly like that but just really like she used all these beautiful different herbs and yada 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 anyway I was laughing so hard because you know I've showed you the gem shop that's by my house and I know how much this stuff costs to buy and so I would pick up this little tiny like it would be like a little point only like this high like a little quartz or whatever and she'd be charging like 30 some bucks for it and I'm like lady I can go to the house to the place right by my house and get like a one pound bag of that for like less than that money yeah okay this is Caribbean calcite it's also known as blue aragonite right yeah this is from Pakistan right and I still like I paid for it to come from Pakistan 
Right. But I would charge like $30 for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what? I just was like, look, I get you're trying to like, uh, you know. That's price gouging though, I feel I, like. I, yeah. I'm like, if I feel bad for anybody that. Yeah, common mineral like wow and like none of the stuff like again you saw i just showed you the other day all that new stuff that i got the big huge ones like that were like this big around and like that tall she was only charging like five bucks for them like and i know damn well this lady because it's just in her like the next town over she probably shops at that gem shop probably has a wholesale license buys the stuff even cheaper <laughs> and you're just I'm like okay I get you've got to pay for your rent on your stall you know yeah but the standard is not to mark it up that much right um, right I can't say exactly what it is but it's not that much <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be you shouldn't be charging 30 bucks for something that somebody could go there and pay like a dollar 50 or two dollars exactly for. like even like these are carved and it's right this is kumbaba jasper yeah so what kumbaba jasper is is it is actually a fossil mm -hmm. and it is the as the um like rivers and stuff retreated all the moss and the algae and stuff so this is basically fossilized algae that's cool yeah and you know it, it's carved and everything like that and it still didn't cost me thirty dollars right yeah i was bummed out because i love buying stuff and i'm like i can't i'm not buying this that makes me sad <laughs> her bundles the weird thing was like her sage bundles were decently priced like they were really beautiful and they were like eight bucks or something to me which was like the fact that they were handcrafted and like really beautiful and that's about she's them. yeah that's right like that's a good price and she's she's funny like she's like oh do you burn sage in your house i'm like no i just like it i have all of these sage bundles all over my house just because i like sage bundles i think they're beautiful and i'm like our vibe in the house is good i don't need to sage my house whatever i don't no because you have sage everywhere in your house it's yeah and i it's i you know i don't I don't, I don't really know what I believe about any all of all that stuff anyway. So it's like irrelevant right. to me. Right. So like I was, she's like, oh, you like gems and stuff. I'm like, yeah. And like, she would have them label kind of like healing crystals and this and that. And I'm like, I just go off what I like. Like, I don't care what it, like I told you the other day, I'm like, I don't even remember what this is. I bought it because I, I liked the way it looked and the way it felt, you know? The green adventuring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... I don't, I don't care okay, what it's nice supposed stone. to mean, you know, I just Those liked it. Really nice stone. Yeah. You it buy really pretty. You buy things cause you like them. And that's the thing. Like, um, Susie and I used to kind of teach about stones and yeah, like, pr like pretty heavily, like instruction wise, but yeah, um, the thing about they only mean what you put into them. Like there's certain things that right. will resonate with certain energies and whatever, but nothing means anything except for to the person that it means the thing to. That's what, that's, that's exactly how I feel. It's the, it's the same way I feel about, you know, any kind of prayer or 
witchcraft or anything like that. It's like, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to you. So like people are always like, you know, here's a prime example is people will say, I'll, I'll pray for you. Right. Are you really going to pray for me? Or are you just saying you're going to pray for me? Do I care? And do I think your prayers are going to do anything? Because do I respect you? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that too far into it, but like, I know a lot of, (laughs) no, and that's completely fine. That's completely fine. If someone, the whole thoughts and prayers thing, I feel very insincere. I think a lot of people, it is completely insincere. It's just become this rote thing that people say, kind of like when you pass someone, you say, how, Hey, how are you today? Most people don't actually want to hear an answer back. They're just saying it because that's what you say to people. That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. They don't really care. Like if, if the person stopped and said, well, you know what? I'm really kind of having a shitty day. They would be like, what? Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Like, why are, why are you telling me this? Like, dude, you just asked. But so I feel like a lot of times people will say, oh, I'll pray for you. But it's like, it's like a pat on the head kind of like whatever. There is never a time that if I see, if I'm scrolling through my Instagram or, or, or my Facebook or whatever, and anybody is saying, please pray for me or my aunt or my uncle or my cousin or my dog or my fish or whatever. If I see that request, I will, I promise you, I do it because yeah. I'm like, this person is at specifically asking for this. They need the support. Yes. And I don't, I don't always tell the person that I did exactly because I don't need a pat on the head saying good dog. Oh, thank you. You've earned your nice people points today. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you. You can be my friend for a little bit longer. Like, no, but I guarantee you, if I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Right. Exactly. If I say I'm going to add you to my prayers at night. <laughs> Cause I, I might not pray to the Christian God, but I say prayers and I, I do rituals and things like that. And I have my own things I do. And if I say, I'm going to do it, like if I say, I'm going to light a candle for you, Mm -hmm. that means I'm going to light a candle for you. And I'm going to put every inch of my focus into setting that intention. Right. Or whatever you ask for to happen. Exactly. I feel the same way. Like just don't be insincere about shit, you know? Yeah. I don't care what you believe, believe what you believe. Right. Don't, don't feed me bullshit. Exactly. And like, again, I don't need a pat on the back saying, oh, you're a good person. I'm not a good person. I make mistakes just like everybody else does. But <laughs> I, I, if I'm, t- if I see that you need support prayerfully, even if I don't like you, mm-hmm. I'm doing it because you've asked and I, you need it. (laughs) People like you, when you, when you say it, I believe it. There's certain people you can tell the level of their sincerity. Right. And you don't question it. You know that, okay, so you and I believe differently, but I know. But it's probably not as different as as other people. As it appears. Right. As it appears. Yeah. But I know that if you say you're doing something you're doing it and I appreciate Mm -hmm. every bit of it because 
you're actually pouring your heart into it and that matters that it makes does. sense i feel like it i definitely feel like it does too because it so, sends it up into the universe and it gets into that source or that god sure. or whatever is out there right and it changes energy it does and that matters yeah and even if you're the kind of person that doesn't necessarily believe that just the fact that somebody wants to think a nice thought for you should make you feel better it does. like you don't have to believe that the magic guy in the sky hears that prayer and is blah 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 blah. but just the fact that somebody is thinking a nice thought for you and like wanting you to succeed and to be healthy or whatever. It's a big deal because there's not right. a lot of that in the world. Because too many people don't care about anybody but themselves and what benefits them. So if somebody is like literally taking their time, even if you don't believe in that, you should at least care that that person cared enough about you because they do believe in it. Yeah. You know and even I mean? if it's something like, wow, that really sucks for them. I hope it gets better that's still kind of a big deal and that's sort of a prayer yeah <laughs> i mean you don't it doesn't have to be official or it's an intention setting or a right it, it's it, a good thought it matters. it matters it does it does like i have this weird thing and i don't know where it stems from but if i'm driving someplace if i see a car on the side of the road i instinctively always pray for that person because i'm like i would hate to be in that position because everybody's been in that position where your car breaks down and you're on the side of the road and how stressful that is. And I, like, st I stop and see if they, like, typically. I, I don't. I typically stop and I'm like, do you need me to call somebody? Yeah. I don't let them in my car necessarily. Yeah. But, you know, I'll ask, do you need me to call someone or whatever? I don't because I'm scared of people. Plus, it's usually, I don't leave the house. So if I do leave the house, I'm specifically in a hurry to go someplace. Cause I work from home, so yeah, I can't really stop, but yeah, that's my, I can think of thoughts for them. I always say that <laughs> I, I hate people because like collectively I'm not a fan, but individual people I like just fine. I know, I know it makes, no, it makes perfect sense to me because I, I feel the same way and I, I all sit there and I'll say, I hate people. And then I'm like, but you don't, I actually really yeah. love people. It's more that people aggravate me and like make me sad. And that makes me angry. And they disappoint me. Yeah. Cause it makes me sad that some people are just so awful and like. And selfish. They don't care about other people. And like there's yeah. things in our world that could be easily fixed if people would stop hoarding money to themselves and actually yeah. do something nice about or just, it. Or just actually like pay attention to their neighbors and, and care. Right. And like, you know, the other day, my, there's a little boy that lives across the street and I don't know, I was, I don't think he was even born when we moved in here and his name's Grayson and he's just the cutest little dude. And he used to yell at me, hi, hi, Aww. how you doing? And he was like two at the time. Right. And anytime I would come home from work or whatever, he'd, hi, hi, today. And so like, we started talking and he, what's your name? <laughs> And the other day, I hear him screaming, mm. absolute bloody murder. And I was like, what is going on out there? Grayson, have you lost your... I looked out and he's like terrified in the middle of the street, just screaming, paralyzed with fear. I was like, what? 
the other neighbor's dog had gotten out and grayson's a he's a pit bull Mm. he's not mean or anything right but but he'll bark at the kids because they scream when they see him and he's like oh okay we're barking now right right. (laughs) we're screaming let's scream together let's scream yeah so i went outside and this little kid came booking it over to me on his bike screaming his little head off and i guess i had gotten outside faster than his mom got outside Mm. so he's over there and he's screaming i'm like it's all right it's all right he's holding on to me he's got his arms around my waist and i'm like honey it's okay he's like protect me i was like you're safe it's fine people need to do that yeah if there's something wrong and you can fix it it's not that hard just do it i know and do you have any idea how much that changes the world i know i know i feel i mean even stupid stuff like a random compliment to somebody Mm-hmm. Oh, I like to tell people that their hair looks nicer. I like their hair. Or I like yeah. their hair. I mean, I've been creepy and said, like, you smell amazing before. Like, I, I, I do yeah. that. I do that. <laughs> what are you wearing? You smell so good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, and, I, and again, it's not like, look at me. I'm so cool. I'm so nice to people, blah, blah, blah. Because I fail some, sometimes also. Oh, I'm but a I, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm an asshole. I, I'm judgy. I judge people. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I'm judgy or if I just don't have time for people's shit sometimes. Also there's a that. couple people, there's a couple people that rub me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they there's something in me that they trigger and they don't they don't know that they do it, but just the way they phrase things to me sets me off. And so I have to work really, really, really hard with these certain people not to like do the thing that we do. Yeah. <laughs> but Wait, generally speaking, that, I'm pretty chill. <laughs> you mean that thing that we do where we tear people apart with words? <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah. There's this, there's this, yeah, there's this one person. And I'm picturing them, picturing them in my head, but they, I feel like they intentionally antagonize me. And then when I say something, they pull That's this like whole was... thing that like, I'm misinterpreting it or I'm just a bitch and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you fucking goaded me with a stick for like 15 minutes. Yes. And I sat here and said nothing. And I said nothing. And I said nothing. And, and you then go, when I do say something, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the one. Yeah. I ended up leaving a job because of that. There was a, because, you know, I have PTSD. Yeah. Because of stuff. Sure. And this person that I worked for would say things nice. about, like, how I was going to come in and shoot up the place because I have PTSD. And I was going to have an episode one day. And Bitch, I'm going to start with you eventually it got to the point where i i lost it at work wow and and i screamed at that person for a good 20 minutes bawling my head off of course trying to get our boss to intervene he didn't and for whatever reason and i just lost my mind and i couldn't handle it anymore and i couldn't take it and because this guy this individual was 
constantly at me and if he would leave things for me to do that weren't really mine to do and then if they went wrong it was my fault and Mm -hmm. yeah so I lost my mind and so I didn't have that job anymore because I walked out I packed I threw all my stuff into boxes and I left yeah so let me tell you if you do this because we're both Aries we have very similar vibes about how we deal with shit so in a situation like that because as i was talking about that person i was just talking about every single time that person projects that stuff onto me and i get mad then i feel guilty absolutely and i'm like i know i know technically i shouldn't get feel guilty about this but But then i sit there yeah, because then I'll sit there and go, well, maybe I'm reading maybe them the wrong way. and I read it wrong. Maybe they were just kidding. Maybe I'm the one who's out of line. Yes. And then I'll always say, like, okay, I'll talk to a friend and be like, did I read this wrong? And they'll be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. As long as, yeah, as long as a lot with you where I'm like, um, yeah. Did you see this happen? Did I misinterpret? Yeah. Did I read it right? Did I read it wrong? I always need like an outside eye. I do too, because sometimes I'm like, why is this pissing me off so bad? Am I justified in being this angry about this? And then if and then if whoever I ask goes, oh yeah, then I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Most people have never told me that I'm being unjustifiably irritated by something. So I must have a pretty good handle on it. <laughs> Either that or all my friends are irritated by the same shit that I'm irritated by. I know, right? <laughs> Which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, birds of a feather and all that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this one person. Mike always tells me about, he read this book, uh, I think like Carlos Castaneda, where he talks about petty tyrants. And they're these people that are in your life just specifically person was a petty to irritate the fuck out of you. And mm-hmm. then you have to learn how to not let them irritate the fuck out of you. And I'm just like, yeah, but Hulk smash. I just, I just yeah, want to smash. smash. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, why do people enjoy that? Like, oh. And this person will be like, I just hate arguing. It's like, bitch, you just- Why did you wind me up? Don't poke the bear and then get mad when the bear takes their paw and swipes your fucking head off. Yeah, or or it'll be like, well, okay, but you don't have to be so mean about it. Okay, but you know what? You've been messing with me about the same thing for like a year Mm -hmm. before I said anything. So I've got a lot of built up aggression. Yeah. Well, and then they'll come back around too and be like, act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And then be like, oh, do you want to do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, not with you. Yeah. Yeah. I hold a grudge. (gasps) Is there exciting? Yes. Hey, Mike, I told her the idea about the THC party. Oh, yeah. She's in. I, I'm ready. Like, let's go. <laughs> I just came out for something to eat. He goes, I just came out for something to eat. <laughs> oh, it's almost midnight here. I'm not really ready. 
I mean, I am, but it'll be my bedtime dosage. <laughs> Sup, bro? Sup, dude? What you eating? Is that those weird candies? That's a good idea. <laughs> weird candies? He got these. We went to the world market today. Do you guys have those there, that cost plus world market? Uh, I don't know. But they have candies from, like, all over the world, and he got these weird gummy things. I don't know. They t they're very odd texture they taste good though are they like fluffy almost like marshmallows no hey Derek, bring me one they gotta either be japanese or swedish they're like this Weird. and so they're gummy but they're not like gummy usual gummy texture and it's not like taffy it's almost like a mix of taffy and gummy Weird. oh good I like we just turned it, our, our thing into a mukbang. <laughs> but I don't have any food. The only kind of wheat, the only kind of gummies I have are um, special. I don't want to. You don't want to overload. <laughs> I don't want to eat fifteen of those. <laughs> I'd probably be entertaining. I'd be sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried. Um, first of all, I've never smoked pot in my life. Just not my thing. Mm -hmm. And so when I Mike did it until my doctor prescribed it for me. Yeah. When Mike got his medical, I thought, well, maybe that would help with anxiety, you know? It does. Wow, not for me, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But like he literally, like if it was a gummy bear, he cut the ear off and gave it like it would be the equivalent of cutting the ear off and giving it to me. It was like nothing. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like anything that makes me feel different gives me anxiety. So whether it's a positive different or a negative different, it, it all equals the same anxiety to me. Like that's why the whole hormone thing mm -hmm. is bad for me because you know, when your hormones fluctuate, your body will feel slightly different. Yes. And I can feel just that slight difference. And then it causes me to have anxiety because I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Why is my, why do I feel weird? You know, why does my tongue feel funny? Why does my hands feel funny? Well, it's all hormones. Yeah. So well, it caused me anxiety. It's the only thing I've found that I have a lot of um, nerve pain mm -hmm. and neuropathy and things like that, almost like diabetic neuropathy. Yeah. Um, Feel my feet, either of them. Like I can't you crazy. feel on my feet, I won't feel it. Um, and I have a hard time feeling my right leg and my right arm. Um, luckily I'm left-handed, but uh, I have a lot of pain in mm -hmm. my joints, in my knees and my hips. Yeah, especially my hips. <clears throat> and it's the only thing I found that eases the pain in my hips. Like that's how Mike like, is too. I'm on. I take morphine twice a day. That's why. And even that doesn't help like as much as the weed does. And when I tell you the doctor prescribing it for me changed my life. Yeah. Changed my life because I can use it at night and it'll help me go to sleep. Yeah. And then even the next day I feel better. Yeah. That's how it is with Mike because how he got prescribed it. First of all, he has um, arthritis. And then he had two torn rotors, rotator cuffs. And so he went, when he went to the doctor um, for that, 
and uh, this is actually that, well, I can't, I was going to tell you where he went, but it'll give away too much about his personal life. So I'm not going to tell you, but um, this, this place that he went to, the doctor was like, yeah, I would prefer you go on medical marijuana because these drugs, these drugs are so too, too, too hardcore. You know, all these pain meds are just, they're not good for most people. Mm-hmm. So um, he started doing them and he only started with like 2.5 grams or something. And, and he only does the gummies, but now he switched to drops that he just drops in his drink or whatever. The drops don't work for me that well. Isn't that funny? Cause they work better for him. So I use the, um, it's like an oil concentrate. It's like, mm. okay. Yeah. And this little thing warms it up and then yeah, it's like a vape. Yeah, he didn't want to do that because he used to smoke and he was afraid that would trigger him to want to start smoking again. Oh. Yeah. But he does the gummies and then um, and then the oil or the um the liquid. And then every once in a while he'll just be like, eh, I don't need it. And he'll like quit buying it. And then all of a sudden he can't sleep anymore. And his arms are killing him. And I'm like, dude, have you been doing your gummies? No. Time to get some more. The best thing in the world that they <clears throat> did to me was when New York State legalized it. Yeah. For recreational use. Mm-hmm. Because now I can actually afford my medicinal. Right. Because <laughs> the medical marijuana, like going to the medical dispensary, unbelievably expensive. And insurance doesn't cover it. Right. It's interesting because this stuff that he gets is all super affordable. Well, is it legal for um, recreational use where you are? It is now, but he has a medical license. He was getting it medical because they didn't legalize it until this past election. So for, for casual use. We don't have, like, we only had three different methods of delivery available through the medical place and there's only a few dispensaries Mm. and so the prices were like stupid that's ridiculous yeah they're all over here one bottle of drops that would last you a week was like 45 dollars i think they're only like 15 bucks or something here yeah i'm on disability and Mm. even before then it only just got approved last october yeah before then i didn't have 45 dollars a week to get it right right so i would go and buy an eighth for like 20 bucks and just nurse it yeah yeah and like the gummies and stuff are super cheap too Mm -hmm. like i feel like he only pays like 60 bucks and that includes his like delivery because he gets it delivered straight to the house it's hilarious and it's so funny like he's always like if only the pharmacy was as well organized as the pot place because like, first of all, you go there and they have security guards there. You have to wait your turn to go in. Yeah. And it's like, and the, the delivery service, they bring it right to the house. The guys are always super friendly. They give you like advanced notice, like, Hey, I'm on my way. It's just like, if the regular pharmacy worked as awesomely as yeah it's amazing and it's so funny we always laugh because the guys are always like hey man (laughs) yeah like these like surfer type dudes that show up to the house or whatever but yeah we have one just it's literally uh not even a mile from our house and you know like he like i've never been in there but he's like yeah it's like really clean and like it's just like going to like a really nice store 
our dispensary is like going to like a boutique, like where the yeah. shop where right. like there's a waiting room and they call you back one at a yes. time. They're like, so how are you feeling? And what can we do for you today? And what options would you like to try? And yeah, how much would you like? And, and you have like this selection of choices. Okay. Well, I'm having trouble sleeping. So let me try this and right. change it up every single time. Right. It's and fascinating. They're, like, they're in there in their white coats selling you pot. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like I so, and you know, the funny thing is, is like Mike said, when you go there, it's almost always old people, mm-hmm. which to me, I'm like, I, I, I love that because if you cannot be on prescription medicines that are like harsh to your body, Yep. And you can just go up there and some little old lady can just go up there and get some gummies for her aching joints and whatever. Like how much better is that than having to be on these hardcore opioids and narcotics and like all this stuff that you start taking it and then you got to take more and more and more and more and, you know, so if these, if, if somebody can just go get some gummies or some drops or some pot and smoke it or whatever, and like, avoid going on prescription medicines and having to deal with all the effects of that. It's awesome. I have medications that I take to help with side effects from other medications. Yeah. And that sucks. And so, yeah, like I, I take a medication for my stomach that's specifically just to protect the lining of my stomach because of the other stuff I take. That sucks so bad. Man. I have to take, yeah, I take a chemo drug um, and I have to take uh, folic acid because of it so that I, I'm not like nauseous all the time. It's wild. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. So I'm only on two prescription meds and one of them I forget to take half the time and it's like a uh, uh, meprazole. So it's just stomach medicine to keep from getting ulcers again. And then the other one that I have is Zofran, which I don't take. I, I take it whenever I need it. Like if I have a really bad nausea day. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good, that's a miracle. That drug's a miracle drug. I use drug. it every Thursday because Wednesday's chemo day. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. sure. But the stupid thing about that pill is that the insurance will only give me 12 pills. And yep. I'm like, first of all, I don't take it. The way that my doctor prescribed it was take it daily as needed, Okay. 12 pills. How do I take that daily? And then the last time when I went to get it, um, renewed or whatever, they won't renew it over the phone. You have to go in Mm -hmm. and I don't understand why they treat that drug. Like it's some like really hard. It's really weird because it doesn't get you high. It doesn't do anything to you except for make you not want to puke. Yeah. But the last, yeah, the last time I went, um, maybe it's because it was a male doctor. I don't know because the, uh, I, the, the doctors that prescribed it to me were female and it was because of, um, like with hormones and stuff. That's why I have problems with my stomach, like with really bad nausea, plus not having a gallbladder. So, and it's not even all the time. It's just like, it's related to cycles and all that kind of stuff. So like, usually I can tell what part of the month I'm more likely to have nausea problems and stuff like that. Anyway, so I went to this doctor and he's like, you know, you're not supposed to just be on this medicine forever, right? 
And I'm like, well, I only take it like maybe once a month, like maybe once a month. It's also not even, <laughs> yeah, none of the other doctors have ever had a problem with it. And like, again, I don't take it every day. I take it when I need it max twice a month. Like that's a, that's a bad month if I have to take it more than once. And even most months I don't even take it once, you know? So it's just like really weird. And I'm like, you're acting like this is like cocaine or something. Like it's, you don't get high off of it. So I don't know why they, like, why do they baby that medicine so much? I don't know. It's really weird. That might just be a thing about where you are because here I actually have a prescription where I get, <laughs> take it every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get 30 at a time. Oh my and god! I the, and I get the ones that dissolve, dissolve under your tongue, so that if I'm having because pro- I have problems with nausea because of yeah, I'm on, so it's unpredictable and it. I've found that it depends on what I eat. Yeah. Um, if I'm eating a lot of food with grease in it, then I get mm. more nauseous. Sure. Than if I'm eating a lot of fresh food. Yeah. So. I can, yeah, I get like a box of them and I get like 30 of them. Like I get a box of the dissolvable ones and a 30, but I can't get my Lyrica. My Lyrica is considered a controlled substance, which is the one that's for my nerve pain. And it doesn't, that also doesn't get you high. It doesn't do anything except for me from feeling like I'm getting electrocuted. It's so randomly (laughs) weird. If I don't take, a, it's a combination. We found this sweet spot. It's 15 milligrams of morphine. This is very personal, but 15 milligrams of morphine in the morning and at night, along with 200 milligrams of Lyrica in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. And that stops my nerve pain. Yeah. So my joint pain is a whole other story. And that's what the weed is for. But I also have like Vicodin to take for that. And that's one where they're just like, nope, you can't have anything more than 60 at a time. Yeah. Understandable. But when I had my surgery, I was in a lot more pain and they left me in pain at the the nursing home. They left me in pain and didn't increase my medication as they should have. I had to get my um, primary care doctor involved. Like it was a whole big thing. I don't know if you remember. I was hysterical. Yeah, I remember that. It was awful. It was absolutely horrible. And my sister got involved, like, you know, because she's my healthcare proxy. Mm -hmm. What's up, sis? (laughs) That just sucks. And then, you know. What really sucks is I used to work in a place like that. And my sister used to work in a place like that. And I would never have left someone, like, let alone if they ring their call bell and they need you, I wouldn't leave it as long as I would have to wait to get somebody to That's come. That's just crazy. Me. So it's horrible to me. What's horrifying to me is what about most of the people that are there are old or, right. or non-functional. Right. So what happens with them? Yeah. What happens to these people that can't stick up for themselves? Right. I only got what I needed because I was a pain in the ass. Right. And a lot of people can't advocate for themselves and they have nobody else to advocate for them either. Exactly. And it took, 
me advocating for myself, my sister advocating for me, and my own doctor advocating for me for them to, to get it right. That's crazy. Lily. She likes to scream at Mike. It's the weirdest thing. She just screams at him for no reason. Who does that? It's so I don't know weird. When Susie and I do our thing, I don't know if you've seen Finnell like jump up and be like, in my so face. so weird. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Stop like, she'll, just, me, you bear. she'll just start barking for like no freaking reason. It's so weird. Ugh. I'm trying to reach my lotion. My hands are dry. <laughs> now they're moist. Gross. Moist. Yeah. Like your panties? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> not currently. I hate that word. Panties. I hate it too. You know what's so weird though? I, I I hate the word panties too, but I use I seem to use it often. Cause it sounds better to me than underwear a lot of I don't know. Well, yeah, because that's what my mom always called them. Yeah. Right. What else are you supposed to call? They call them pants in England. Do they really? Yeah. That doesn't make sense though, because so, then what are pants? Trousers. Oh, I don't like that. So I'll be like, oh, I got to take my pants off. And Simon will be like, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one part about writing that's hard is like finding words that aren't gross. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, because how do you say that you licked your lips to moisten them without saying you licked your lips to moisten them? And then well, and even describing like dirty parts, it's like it's hard to to find that uh, sweet spot, so to speak, between that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like to be to be descriptive enough without being gross and like to find words that don't make you cringe, it's a whole dance. That's really yeah. it's really hard to like because there are said. some, yeah, because there are some stories I've read where they'll be describing like a real hot and heavy scene and then they'll say Ugh. like one word or the other, and I'm like cringe. You lost me. Yeah. It's really difficult to um, figure out how to word stuff without being gross or cheesy or like eye rolly. Where is Dirk in the room? No, and I'm on headphones. Okay, because you don't want to hear about somebody's throbbing member. <laughs> gross. That always just like. <laughs> <laughs> or their member stood erect. Oh. God, ew. I I feel like I'd rather just use the most crass description of that particular body part because mm. it's less cringy and gross than trying to like be flowery about it or something. Yeah. I don't know. His manhood. <laughs> what does that even mean? I guess that they just define manhood by penis size. Yes. I've always thought about manhood as being a collection of things that didn't necessarily include body parts. (coughs) Why am I coughing today? I don't know. Um, 
air quality maybe oh the air quality here has been really bad yeah but yeah it's funny because people are always like oh you should do audiobooks and i'm like dude there's no way i could read my books without cringing the fucking skin off my body <laughs> which might be part of the fun might for, be for people to watch me cringe my skin off you should read your books like on a stuff and things But only the dirty parts. <laughs> I'll do it. Just to, <laughs> oh, you read it one and watch me react. Oh, I'll read one part and you read the other. Like, I'm always like, that's one of the things that like when people I know read my books, I get so much more nervous about it because I feel like, are people reading into these things like... I never want people reading into it, you know, like, oh, she thinks this about this, or you know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah, like your character's <clears throat> opinions and turn-ons are not necessarily your own. Like, that's the yeah. idea of a made-up story. Right. And so I'm always nervous about people reading into things, or like, oh, when she's talking about this, that's her, like, inner demon or inner struggle yeah. or like oh I don't know I know where she got that because this happened at that one time and then that happened and that you know whatever and it's like it's it feels like people reading a diary that's yeah. not necessarily a diary but like looking for your personal journal or something kind of or like looking for meaning in things that might not exist yeah. And then when I think about people reading those parts, it's always like weird for me. I like, you worry so much, honey. <laughs> well, that's a given. That is a hundred percent a given. But like when when um when Timothy was doing the layout for the books and stuff, and he was reading the book, and I'm just like, don't read it like while you're reading it. <laughs> Like, I get all nervous about people reading. Was that English? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Like, only kind of slightly side-eye it while you're reading it. Yeah, just glance over it. Because it creeps me out. Like, I, I get, like, it's so weirded out by people that I know reading my stuff. It's so weird. You're but so I, I, I'm not like that about music or anything, though. It's weird. What's coming up? Two women left unsupervised. I just got a notification. How's that possible? Susie's because doing our stuff? YouTube video just dropped. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I owe some links on that, so I better put those in the description after we hang up. Yes, please do. Yeah. My bangs. Yeah. They're at that perfect length. Not too yeah. short, not too long. They look good. I like I know. them. I did them with the, sh with the electric razor this time. Okay. I used to scissor them, you know? That yeah, I used, to, right. I used to cut my hair with the kitchen shears. <laughs> Not even <laughs> Right on. Well, somebody recently... Because I like said, that chunky... Are you the one that said, did you use a steak knife? Was that you? No. Somebody... I somebody... I, 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 the last post I made about bangs, somebody said, did you use a steak knife? Or, and I was... <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I would never. Because, like, how, like, there's a possibility for that to be taken the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like. 
Yeah, I, 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 I kind of did take it the wrong way, probably. But I know I still thought it was funny. But yeah, it kind of seemed like, are you insulting my bangs? Is that what you're saying yeah, to me right well, now? Yeah, I would. <laughs> no, I didn't use a steak knife. Sometimes they come out better than other times. I used okay. the bread knife this time. Yeah, I used the butter knife, serrated butter. Yeah. The pizza shears. Remember God, can you imagine how long that would take? I have these herb shears that there have like five blades on them and they like, I cut my hair with that last time. Did you for reals? It came out great. Well, yeah, because it would give it texture. Mm -hmm yeah that was the idea that's funny though well they make i mean they make hair shears that have teeth like this yeah that you use to um when you don't want a blunt cut you want yeah you know they make scissors like that like if you're if you need to thin somebody's hair out you use those you just kind of go well see that was the idea of why i why i did them like yeah. that i was like my hair is so thick yeah so much of it so I chopped bangs into it with the herb shears. That's cool though. And funny. It worked out. I used to always just use regular old scissors, scissors. I mean. I've used my kids' safety scissors. I've used... yeah. I don't Is it sharp enough to cut the hair? Good. It's cutting yeah. the hair. I like it when you do it and they just bend. Yeah. The hair just bends like, oh yeah, I guess these are dull time to replace the scissors yeah i have um and and you know you're not supposed to use your hair cutting scissors for anything else and and i'm like always in the bathroom trying to open a bath bomb and i'm like oh grab the hair scissors like whatever i'm not a professional who cares yeah i got my hair cut professionally this like most recent recent haircut yeah for the first time in like years. That's how it was for me. I haven't been to the hair salon since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very awesome. exciting. <laughs> I was so nervous. I'm like, I hope this girl doesn't screw my hair up because it wasn't my normal. It wasn't my normal girl. And I'm like one of these people, like when I decide, okay, I need a haircut, I have to do it like right now. Yeah. And so I, I, couldn't I didn't hear back from her like immediately and I don't expect her to be at my beck and call but I wanted it done like right now and so I just went to the salon like right by my house so you never know what you're gonna get when you go to somebody you don't know but she was wonderful she did a good job so it's right like not even a quarter mile from my house yeah the girl that did my hair last did my color too and it looks great it looks good yeah I yeah like it's going out so I've got roots now, but what is your natural color? Red, dark red. <gasps> is it really? That's cool. That's yeah, it's cool. like a auburn, like a dark auburn. For the first time since the 80s, I don't have any color in my hair anymore. I love your hair color. I'm like weirdly liking it too. Sometimes I miss having black hair, but um it's such a it's almost like such an anomaly to have my actual normal human hair color mm -hmm. that it's um exciting to me for some strange reason i guess because i've been dying it for so long that not having any dying in it is the special thing now it's weird yeah i mean and i, I like that it has silver in it i don't know yeah i enjoy having the anime hair like yeah 
And every once in a while, it'll still surprise me, even though yeah. I've been dying it stupid colors for yeah knows how many years and i'll be like oh okay it's blue right now or oh wow it's purple oh crap when did it turn red like yeah i've been through a few colors in the past year yeah and uh yeah well and the interesting thing about the colors too is that they fade to different colors so yeah i'm interested <laughs> this is gonna turn into i think it's gonna be a really neat cobalt blue it's really cool could go green too could like turquoisey green it could we'll find out yes we will on the next episode of what colors candy's hair gonna be <laughs> <laughs> yeah my hair my hair when i was young was pretty almost black and then it got a lot of uh red in it this is a really pretty chestnut color i think yeah, i don't know what color it is it's weird i don't know i don't know what color it is it's brown of some sort yeah. I have no idea what my mom's natural color is. I've never seen her hair. Really? Regrowth. I've seen like regrowth, but not like a whole head of normal hair. So mm -hmm. I, I don't have any idea what color her real hair is. Isn't that weird? I don't think my kids know what color my hair is either. Yeah, that's weird if you think about it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, there are parts in my hair right now, like it's not all blue. Yeah. Some of it is my natural color, but it's hard to see it because it's, it's almost like my natural color is highlights. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like trying to tell what somebody would look like with their natural hair color from like a, a quarter inch of regrowth. You can't really tell what color it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> You know what's weird too? I was talking to Timothy about this because his hair is like all gray. And I'm like, what was the transition period like? He's like, I don't really remember there being a transition period. It was like one day it was just all a different color. Yeah. Well, That's I have weird. a white stripe in the front. You do. You have a storm right stripe. Yeah. Is that storm? Uh, rogue. Rogue. Yeah. Rogue. Storm's hair is all white. But then I have, I have uh, another one, like I have racing stripes in my hair here. And then it, I have a lot of silver in it. I yeah. figure when it all turns white, cause it's like this really pretty bright silver white. Yeah. When it's all like that, I'll stop dyeing it. Yeah, that'll look good. I like I it. know, I, I'm envy of, envious of people who have really, really, really pretty gray hair or gray or white or silver or whatever. And it's not like that kind of yellowy, dirty. Yeah. But you can fix that. There's ways to fix that. Lots of ways, yeah. Yeah. Like Tim's hair is good. It's a good color. Yeah, it's pretty. I think mine is going to be. I think yours is really pretty. Based on the few pieces that are in there, it's pretty, pretty white. We'll see. Yeah. Only one way to find out. Well, we're gonna, because I'm not dyeing my hair anymore. Of course, tomorrow I might decide I'm sick of this shit and do it anyways. We'll see. But I don't think so. I'm kind of, I'm just over it. It's so much work. It is a lot of work. Like when your hair grows fast too, and like you have a lot of hair too, it's so much work. It and took, it, um, it could be expensive. Oh my God. It took them five bowls of bleach. Yeah. And they didn't even bleach, like I said, my whole head. 
and it took them five bowls of bleach to do the bleach to make my hair blue. Yeah. And then it took three bottles, uh, three eight ounce bottles, the yes. big bottles of color. Yeah. To color. That's how it was when I had like the really long hair. Yep, I was there. And you're there all day. Yeah, you're there all day. Because yep. then, then they all want to play with your hair after they're done. Yep. So oh, then they. So she was like getting ready to blow dry, and I was like, "You don't have to do that because I don't blow dry my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't apply heat to it like almost ever. I don't either. I don't even own a blow dryer. And the lady that owns the salon, she's like, "You gotta let her blow dry it and see what it's gonna look like." I was like, "It's blue. It's gonna look blue." But I was like, all right, you know, so she blows it out and then she curls it. And I was like, so much heat on my hair. No, but I didn't want to be a dick. Yeah. And it did look really nice, but. Yeah, they have fun. They, they love, they genuinely love playing with hair. So to them, that's exciting. And like the same thing kind of just happened to me where I didn't care that she blew dry. Like, I don't ever, I don't, like I said, I don't even own a blow dryer. But I'm like, whatever. She, I know I already know they're gonna blow dry your hair. So she blow dried it and then she got the curling iron. I'm like, again, I don't even own a curling iron. And I, I've never I haven't had my hair curled since like high school. Yeah. I don't know. And she curled it and I and it looked really good, but it was so weird because I'm like, this is so not how I do my hair like ever. It looked, really I, it looked really good, but it was so such a strange thing because I'm like, wow, this is like how real girls do their hair. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I, was, <laughs> I left it alone for a few days and I was like, oh, I'm so yeah. yeah, this is how real girls do their And I came home and, my, and Mike's like, oh, it looks really good. He's like, it looks foxy because that's what it looked like, like 70s curl, like like foxy brown, like like yeah. I should have had roller skates on and like knee high socks or something, but it just was funny because was on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is not how I have ever literally once in my entire 48 or nine, however how old I am now, years of living have ever done my hair. It was such a weird thing, but it looked good. We're the same age. I thought you were younger than me. No, 49 now. 47. I'm old. Er. I'm old. I'm pushing 50 really hard. I'm about no, to it's weird. It it's such a weird thing. I hate time. I don't feel middle-aged. I don't mind getting older technically, but I hate time because it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and then one day it stops for you. I don't oh. believe it stops. Well, I this shell stops. Well, true. I just, I, I just, I hate it. And like, when you know, you know this, cause you have a kid, like they change so much every single day. Yeah. Like, I just want them to stay like a baby and happy and safe. And oh my gosh, my son came home from his dad's the other day and he was wearing a baseball hat. And for whatever reason, the door was locked. So he rang the bell. And I opened the door and I was like, who is this man at my door? Because oh. he's 14 now, right? And yeah. he's getting a mustache and he's getting a little beard. And somehow when he was at his dad's, he lost all of his baby fat. So he has this carved out jawline. And I was like, wow, who are you? You know, uh, he got a haircut and he looks like an adult. And it's yeah. 
I know I don't like it. I don't want Dirk to grow up and like, we're always like, well, for, first of all, he's still at the age where he likes us. So he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to live here forever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, please don't AJ, ever leave. AJ still says he's going to live with me forever and take care of me. And yeah, I, I, I want that to happen to me. So I never want Dirk to leave. Yeah, I know the feeling. Just stay little. I hate it. I hate doing the math in my head too. Like when I'm this age, he'll be this age. Don't do that, honey. I know it's depressing to me. I hate it. It's it's one of those things that's haunted me like though my entire life. Even as a little kid. Even as a little kid, I would think about like little little think about time passing and it used to make me really like I would sit in my room and cry about it at like seven <laughs> just random Aww. and um like I always hated New York New Year's Eve even as a little kid because I'm like oh it's like death I don't like it oh I don't know I'm not a fan I actually wrote a story about that uh do you know Joe Pulver it's the author he does he's he's an author he um did a lot of um, books like about, um, I'm completely losing HP Lovecraft type stuff. Okay. And he, he passed away, um, but me and him did a collaboration together and it was a conversation with time. Like if time was a, a person or whatever, but um, it was a short story thing I did, but I just, I hate time, like no offense time, but I hate, like I hate, I just hate the passing of time. It's like a little death every second. A little death, a little death, a little death. A little death. It's very depressing to me. I, <clears throat> I was like seven something, very young, young, young elementary school. Sitting in my room thinking about, okay, should I say this right now? So my, I don't, my brother in my assessment never liked me, even as a little tiny kid. And I remember being in my bedroom thinking, okay, my parents are getting older. What happens if they die? My brother doesn't like me. I'm going to be all alone. And then what if I die? Nobody will ever know that I existed. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write my name in the back of the closet where it'll be like a secret spot. And I wrote my name in the back of my closet, like as high up as I could reach thinking, okay, so if I disappear, someday, find this one day. someday somebody will see my name and know that I existed. What a weird, morbid shit thing for like a little, but that's been my mindset my entire life. So I'm always like, I fight time. I don't like to go to sleep. I sleep as little as I can. And even though I love sleep too, because that's dreamland and I love dreamland, but it's such a, I hate it. I really hate the passing of time. Yeah. In some You're not the only one that did weird stuff. <clears throat> I used, I, my mom used to make beef jerky and fudge, right? Like, and she'd make both at the Random? same time. There, no, but hold on. Just stay with me, okay? Okay. I used to, when I was like six, seven, eight years old, like take a bandana and put the beef jerky and fudge in it like it was my provisions. And I'd wrap it up and I'd leave the house. And we lived in Wyoming in the middle of freaking nowhere, right? right? 
so it was fine. Nobody was going to bother me. And my right. mom would just be like, be home before dark. Right. I'd be like, I'm running away. And she'd be like, all right, see ya. And I <laughs> we had this big hill behind our house at the time. And it was just like this dirt hill. And I used to go and I would like dig myself a little hollow in the dirt. And it would be like my cave. So yeah. you're not exactly that weird. I was a, I was going to run away and be a hermit and live with the wolves. And you were worried people weren't going to know you were there. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have hmm. my little provisions and I'd eat them throughout the day. And then I'd go home at dinner time when I got hungry. Fudge and beef jerky. Fudge and beef jerky. And that, that would be my lunch. I mean, not a bad, not a bad diet. I mean, I, <laughs> I was skinny until I had kids. Yeah, I never had that. Mm. <laughs> I was a lanky kid. Yeah. That's yeah. how Dirk is. He's like a my, twig. My teeth were too big for my head. My wrists were too big for my arms. Like, I was weird looking. Your wrists were too big? Like, yeah, like my, 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 all my joints, it seemed like they were too big for my body. Because you were so skinny? I was so skinny. Wow. Never had that problem. Yeah, I was a weird looking little kid. Big old buck teeth when I got my not Aww. that you can tell now. Yeah. I have well, my teeth are still sort of big. Mm -mm. I don't have buck teeth, but my teeth definitely that second grade era where your teeth first start coming in, when you know you lose those ones and then they first they were definitely way bigger than my face. Yeah, mine <laughs> were gigantic and they're crooked in the front. The only reason mm. they don't look crooked is because this one got chipped on a uh, merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. I'm always scared to death of chipping my teeth or like, I have dreams all the time where my teeth are crumbling in my mouth. I have that too. I wonder what it's that a, is. It's, it's um, anxiety. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's like a standard anxiety. It's like the same kind of dream where you're naked in school or uh, I have this one a lot where- It doesn't bother me. I would just be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> That's a nightmare scenario for me. <laughs> um, I have also dreams where either I'm at school or I'm at work and I realize I haven't done either of like either my job or gone to class for like months. And then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, I better take this seriously. <clears throat> I know it's very stressful. I hate those. But again, those are standard sort of anxiety. Do you get panic attacks when somebody says we need to talk? Or I need uh, to talk? Yes. Oh my God. Every time, fight or flight response. My boss will set up like one on one meetings. And I, every single time she does that, I'll send emails to the other, my other teammates and be like, did you get a one on one? And if they say yes, and I'm like, okay, cool. She's just checking in with all of us. She has now learned that that panics all of us. And so she'll send out a message saying, I'm sending out messages. I'm sending out invites to one-on-ones. Don't panic. We're just checking in. So she has learned that that freaks us all out. Cause I'm always, I instinctively think I fucked up something. Like I'm in trouble for something. I did something. I'm getting fired, whatever. I had a boss that used to call me into his office all the time. And it would be like either for work-related stuff or to like tell me I was getting a raise or whatever. 
And I never got in trouble at that job. But every time you call me into his office, I would panic and think mm -hmm. I was getting fired. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Again, like I don't do anything to get in trouble for, but exactly. it's, it's a, Mike does the exact same thing. It's like this paranoid thing that I must've done something somewhere. Yeah, I think it's an overachiever thing. It could be, or like an inferiority complex thing. Imposter syndrome, yeah. Yeah, I don't belong here. I've just been fooling all these people. This exactly. I mean, I, I feel that way all the time, all the time. Especially the situation I'm in right now where I'm training people and I'm always just like, they're expecting me to get these people thoroughly trained in this insanely short amount of time and to be good at it. And I'm not going to get blamed for it. If it fails, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that would happen. Like it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Doing the best I can. That's all you can do. Huh? I actually love my team. I think they're fantastic, but yeah. I tell them all the time, like, just do your best. That's all we can. So we don't get, in, we're not getting nearly enough time to practice. I yeah. taught them something brand new this week mm -hmm. and already have to move them to a next thing Monday. And I'm just like, I said to them, like, I'm sorry. Cause they're like, I don't think we have enough time. We need extra time. And I'm like, I was told we have to stick to the schedule. I'm sorry. Yikes. Yeah. And I hate it because I feel like I'm setting them up to fail and there's nothing I can do about it. Aww. Hopefully that's not you. They're super smart and they, they pick it up like really quick, mm. you know, but still you have to be able to practice things in order to cement it into your brain, you know? Yes. But anyways, but if you feel any better, I, when I was in um, explosive ordnance disposal school, we would learn concepts like chemistry and um, physics, well, not physics, physics took a little longer, but like the physics of how the mechanics of how explosions work and things like that. We would learn it one day and have to test on it the next day. Oh. And anything that was like a concept, like how to actually disarm something, we would learn it for the first part of the week practice it either the next week or the, the second part of the week and then test on it like yeah. bam 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 so it can be done yeah i know it's just so much and they don't really get a lot of practice on it so yeah yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever <coughs> I'm sad Tim didn't come and hang out with us. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, that'll, that would have been fun. Um, like a reenactment of the very first stuff and things. Yes. We'll have to have <laughs> like a how, like a 100 episode reunion or something. Yeah. So this is episode 23 or 2. I can't remember. Maybe a 25th episode reunion. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. Like we can do reunions on like the fifties or something. I don't know. Should we, um, should we like wear ball gowns and stuff? I actually own a tiara. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have a crown. I have a crown. It's not a tiara, but it's a crown. And that works. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. And Tim would do it. Think so. I think so. If we asked him. Put a crown on, put a tiara on. 
put a tiara on or a top hat or something fancy. And oh my God, a top hat. That would so suit him. Or a bowler <laughs> hat. Or a, I don't know what. He could pull off anything, really. What kind of a hat? What kind of a hat does like a lumberjack wear? <laughs> don't they wear hats? They wear beanies, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. He wears like beanies. Like Paul Bunyan, I always picture in a beanie. Like those ones with the furry ear flaps or whatever. Yeah, the flaps. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. He probably has one. <laughs> like the, the one from the, the pilots wear from like wings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like the thing that goes up in the front and then like the yeah, flaps on and the then it has the flaps and you can like put them up on the top. <laughs> Not fancy though. No. I th- I, yeah, we were going for um, Oscars vibes. Yeah, so yeah, he would need like a <coughs> you know Why the, am I coughing? Air quality. What? Like the bowler hats, like the, the round ones with the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Doesn't he have a, I think they had like a, what are, he had some people that saw some shadow people or something wearing the hat. The oh, hat. the hat man. Ugh. Creepy. I'm still waiting for something cre- like scary to happen in one of these stuff and things things. Why? I don't know. Like yeah, catching. My lights flickering like they happen. Yeah, or like catching an EVP or something. <laughs> oh, don't happen. It happens to me all the time when I talk to England. No. Yeah, we get them all the time. For reals? Yeah, yeah. The guy, so the guy I talked to you last night told a story about um, the house that he grew up in. Like, he was fine in it, but everybody else didn't like his house. And... Um, he told this story about when he was little, this, his like, sort of like God sister, like family friend, but was a sister was over and they were playing. <gasps> Close your ears. Did that just scare you? Yeah. Um, that would have creeped me out if that would have just happened over there. Really? I was just but making because he was making faces at me. Yeah. <laughs> if we were talking about this spooky shit and all of a sudden a face came in the corner, you that would have scared You realize though, I live with spookiness all the time right true so but this guy tells the story okay so they had like one of those rocking horses and like this deep man's voice says get the fuck off the rocking horse uh that's scary yeah and i'm like and you like you weren't scared living in the house he's like no and i'm like that would have literally wrecked me for life but when you're used to it, like, Ugh, no, I know every once in a while you'll see like shadows go by on my wall or whatever. And it's not from the cars or anything because it'll be nighttime. Like, and it, it, I'm just like, okay, you know, see back when I was doing the creepy stuff back in the day, weird yeah. stuff like that did happen all the time. And so I associate it with very negative scary shit so i don't want any of that anywhere near me at all ever i have so many protections on 
the property, the house, like physical ones, energetic ones, psychic ones, like yeah. I have stuff everywhere that it's not that I don't worry about it. I feel secure because I've built a fortress basically. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I just I smudge all the time and you know, I just I'm always afraid of sort of talking about stuff at times because I'm like, don't call things to you. You're afraid you're gonna call things into existence. Well, or just like, oh look, she's they paying attention. attention. Yeah, she's paying attention again. Let's go fuck with her. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Please don't yeah, come but your fuck faith, me. Your faith in your higher power is pretty strong. A hundred percent. And that's kind of like what earlier when we were saying how like what you believe in. Um you I only give you safe. only give yeah, I think that um you only give power to things like I've had people threaten that they were gonna like cast spells on me and I'm just like, whatever. Like I whatever, dude. But um the the interesting thing is is every once in a while I'll have dreams that are clearly demonic. Like there will be a person in the dream that I know is evil, but nobody else knows. And like we have this moment, like we recognize each other, and the entire dream I will be like casting this demon out the entire dream like saying the words repeating them over and over in the dream and they're always like really creepy and i you know how you can tell the difference between a normal scary dream and like next level scary dream yes and so like i'll wake up and i don't it'll freak me out for a few days like i'll be like nervous to go back to sleep mm. for because it's so like when you see something real like legitimately evil it's different than somebody who's just like a negative person or yes it is much like different. yeah when you're looking into that you realize there's things that like you don't mess with you know mm -hmm. i don't know so i'm always like people are supremely arrogant in that they think that they have rules that like they follow Mm, no they don't have to follow your rules just because no. you just because you say like you're not allowed in my house i'm not sure that they have to follow that rule it's a little more than that here because i don't want to say everything sure but you know there's i very much believe that your ancestors just because of the way that i see my worldview says that your ancestors, like I said, I don't believe that we stop. I believe that we continue on. Right. And your ancestors can and do look out for you. But uh, totally. But and so you, that would be part of it. And you just build a wall. And but you know how, you know how like with people. But you stay vigilant because things climb walls. Sure, sure. But you know how like people will say like, well, if I do the Ouija board and I just say blah, 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 blah. Like, 
they don't really have to follow your playbook. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> like, like that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like people that think like if they repeat this mantra, then they're good to go. And it's like I don't know that our mantras really mean anything to to an all powerful, infinite being that doesn't have to play by our rules like right which is why you have to get all powerful infinite beings on your side yeah right which is it's such a and then and then you have to question are they really on my side or are they getting something from me that makes it seem like they're on my side but they're not really on my side what like the gods i'm not no i mean there's entities that will present themselves as being on your side but in all reality they're actually really not oh yeah 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 so i think there's a lot of people that think that they're cohorting with spirits that are on their side but they're really not they're keeping you separated from what you should be doing kind of thing You know what I mean? So there's that's that's kind of what I mean where like people think they know, but you don't really know because we're human beings. And we're we balanced. don't we don't have the depth of knowledge that something that's on the other side that's been on the other side since the beginning of time has, right? Right. But so we don't we think we know, but we don't really know. Yeah. But you can't be 100% fatalistic because if there is, there's light for every dark and dark for every light. And if there's something out there like that that is not good, then there's something out there that is. I, I sure. really theoretically, theoretically. Well, nothing can exist in a vacuum. You know, like vacuums pull things toward it. And I, I think that the the universe and, and everything seeks balance. Sure. So I, I would think that, yes, do I believe that there are things like that out there? Absolutely. But I also believe that there are other things out there, um, such as God or divinities or whatever, that do have our best interests at heart. For sure, for sure. Understand what that best interest might be or not. Right. I just feel like there's some people that think they're dabbling in good things, but they're really not, and it's being presented in a way. Oh, I see. That's what I'm talking about. I think that there's and and the arrogance to think that you could control that being to do your bidding or like that's what gets me. It's like. If, if there's an all-powerful entity doing your bidding, what are they gaining from it? Mm-hmm. Because they're not doing it nine times out of ten out of the kindness of their heart. They're, they're getting something from it. Trick them or they're, you're stronger or you something getting something from you or they're setting you up for something. or I see what you're saying. Or keeping you from the path that you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And see, now I'm like, the fact that I'm talking about this makes me go, okay, now they're going to come and fuck with me. 
they're not. But I always get like that because of what I went through back in the day. Yeah. And it was really not pleasant. So I'm always just like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty ugly things. Um, ugly things like to hang out in war zones, you know? Sure. I'm um, sure. There's a lot there for them to feed off of. And I've seen some strange things. Yeah. So I get what you're talking about. And it's like, you don't want to acknowledge them because you don't want them to look back at you. Right. So well, get... and, and some people like will purposely open themselves up to the spirit world, not really understanding there's good and bad there. So you don't really know which one you're dealing with necessarily because they can present themselves. in. A, I mean, Satan was the, a beautiful angel well, now that's a very interesting question because how do we know that Satan didn't do God's will, that Lucifer didn't do exactly what he was supposed to be doing by causing the fall? Because look at everything that has happened since then. And if God is omnipotent, they'd have to know. But you still, it's, right, it's obviously. Still, I know there's matter of free will sure sure but but do we know that yes lucifer is there and he's ruling in hell or whatever according to the christian religion and i believe muslim religion um you know the, the abrahamic religions mm -hmm. say that you know there's satan and he's in hell and he was the angel lucifer or whatever do we know that he was not meant to go down there to purify those souls that are, are in hell yes they're tormenting them and it's unending torment right but it, i don't believe anything's really unending i feel like there's a great we don't have the answer that's the thing we don't know i feel like if there's something like that there would be a graduation process to from or that or like, that people that the only the people that get there are on graduatable right and so and so then still lucifer is carrying out god's wishes because somebody has to keep them there well i don't think he keeps them there though he's not in control he's just he's paying the punishment for his he's not there as like the king of hell he's there as punishment just as much as the rest of them are so who's punishing them well, ultimately, I suppose they punish themselves by being separated from God, because that's what hell is supposed to be, the separation from God. It's not that they're getting pitchforks jammed in them and whatever. Like, you see, I don't, I don't believe in the Christian version of hell as it has been explained to me up to this point. Yeah, and I don't know what's been explained to you, so. Well, that's I, what I just explained like that satan is there he was lucifer the light right the most beautiful of the angels he was jealous of mankind and so he did not believe that men should be placed over the angels so he was cast out and there was a war and then he was sent to hell to um yes his torment which is separating him from god but then he torments the souls that are there See, but that's not necessarily a version. 
Yeah, I don't think that's biblical. I don't think that's necessarily biblical. So what exactly is it that? So first of all, I'm not a scholar, a biblical scholar. I don't but care about that. I care about what you believe. So to me, my understanding is that hell itself is separation from God. Okay. And so that's the torment of it. So I think people have this perception that Satan is like Hades, right? Where Hades is the ruler of the underworld, whatever. Right. And my understanding is that Satan is um, not the ruler of anything. He's mm -hmm. being punished. That's his punishment is being there. And um, his whole purpose is to basically get back at God by separating God's creation from him, just like he's separated. How then, if he's in hell being punished, how is he able to tempt humans into falling into? Because that? I don't think the, I think that it's not, the, it's not the, um, the <laughs> final, the final, the final end of it. So it's like, um, and I think that has to do with like Armageddon and all that stuff where the final, final, it's, it's like, this he's whole not like stuck in the underworld. He's, he's no, I don't think so. I, I mean, cause, and again, in the Bible, it says, um, uh, how, what is the phrasing? My brain is going to, it's like, um, beware the, de beware the devil, um, as he seeks to, what is this? It's going to drive me nuts. Usually I have this phrase at the top of my head. Uh, hold on a second. You gotta look it up now. I usually have this literally on the tip of my tongue. Okay, I find this fascinating to understand what other people believe and why they believe sure, it. Sure, me too. All right, hold on. Let me find this because I want to get. I want to make sure I'm saying it properly. Okay, I just wanted okay. to make sure I wasn't like challenging you. I just no, 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 no. Okay. And see, this is the thing. Like, I, I am fully. I love having these kind of conversations because to me, it's a conversation. What exactly. I don't. The only time it gets irritating to me is when someone's purposely trying to like be like you're stupid or whatever. No, not at all. Okay, so. The, the phrase is, um, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may, de may devour. So my understanding, and I could be completely wrong, but my understanding is that Satan, demons, whatever, are walking the earth looking for who can I separate from God? Wouldn't that make earth hell then? walking hell on earth yeah i mean and then then the final torment or whatever doesn't come until whatever battle happened later i don't know i don't know how i don't know how it works but, okay so can <laughs> can people be redeemed up until then like once they're in hell can they be redeemed i think that you only go to hell if you are not capable of being redeemed like that's my understanding of it like i don't i don't think 
I don't think that God sits around going, I just want to throw these people away. Oh, that person uh, was nasty. I don't care about them anymore. I'm going to throw them in the pit of hell. That person um, did X, Y, Z, they're out. I don't think God looks at human beings like that. I think God looks at people the way we look at our children, where it doesn't matter what your child does, you will do anything to protect them and keep them safe and to want them to make right choices. That's how I believe God views human beings. I don't think he looks at people looking for an excuse to kick your ass out. Like, I don't feel that. You don't, you don't treat your, huh? I wish every Christian was like you. But it's, but that's biblical. Like God doesn't look, he's not sitting around going, you looked at me funny. You're out. Like, but in church, like, in organized religions, and this is why I, I really disagree with organized religion to a great extent. If it works for people, it works for people, but it doesn't sure. work for me. Because I cannot imagine that a loving God would throw people away. And see, I don't think that that's biblical to do that. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine. Yeah. And in like the organized religion, they say, you know, it's like, oh, a lot of religions believe in the 144,000 people or whatever, and the rapture and all of this. And if you're not one of ours, then, you know, you are wrong and you're going to hell and only certain, only only what one guy said as a prophet is the right, you know what I mean? Like, I just with that well and here's this is my thinking about this so none of us know this is what i was talking about earlier none of us know and none of us that's why i say we can't think that our rules that we set in place somebody else has to follow so just because i say hey uh demons you're not allowed in my house why do they got to follow my rules Okay. Or, or whatever, or random spirit, whoever you want to say. It's kind of like, that's why I think it becomes this human arrogance to think that you know the mind of God, like, or the mind of a spirit or the mind of whatever wood nymph, you know, we don't know, Bigfoot, we don't know. And so to, to be arrogant enough to think that you know how it all works, that's where, that's what gets me about certain things. So like for me, Okay, assuming that I, I believe in the Bible, okay, assume that. When Jesus comes back and says, I didn't come here to judge, then who the fuck am I to do it? Right. So to me, whether or not you're getting into heaven or not is not for me to judge. And I don't know the rule book. I don't know the barometer that God uses. I don't know the checklist he has. So I'm not going to look at somebody and say, that person's going to hell. That person's not going to hell. That person's going to go to hell. That person's going to go to hell. And this is exactly how it's going to happen. And this is what goes on in hell. And Satan does this and the demons do that. And the people do this. No, but none of us know. We don't know. None of us know how any of this work is hell metaphoric. Is it an ethereal idea? is our demons an ethereal idea are they physical beings are they manifestations of spirit i none of us know we have no way of knowing any of this so to me 
I believe because of my own personal experience. I know what I went through. I know who I was before and I know who I was after. And I know what I had to go through to get from point A to point Z and how it continues to evolve on a daily basis. Right. So I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. I can tell you what I believe and why I believe it. Mm -hmm. But I would never say to somebody, you're going to go to hell because you don't think exactly like I think. Because I don't know that. I don't know what God says to you in the quiet moments when you're sitting in your house or on your deathbed or in those last right. moments when you're in this ethereal realm between here and there. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I can't deal with human arrogance. Like that's what gets me when people think they know things in absolutes and right. they don't because there's no yeah. way we can there's no way we can know absolutely anything so again i believe what i believe because of my personal experiences mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that um drives me kind of nuts is when people think they have all the answers and they know definitively this that and the other or when they'll tell me, well, you're wrong. You don't know why I'm wrong. <laughs> you don't know I'm wrong any more than I know that you're wrong. So exactly. why are you telling me? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I feel like I believe what I believe. And it, I think we agree on, on that. Like, yeah, it's the height of arrogance to think sure. that we could know something that's so unknowable right you know what you know for your life and what works for you yes so to say like the things that you do to protect yourself wouldn't work for me and right. the things that i do to protect myself they don't they don't work for you because we're not on the same path or whatever you want to call it you know what i mean so right and even people on the same path have different ways of doing things that don't work for each other. Some people get up in the morning every day and get on their knees and pray before they do anything. I talk to God throughout the whole day. Same. So, you know what I mean? So I, I just, people are so arrogant. And then, and then there's the people too, that are just like all of it's garbage. Like everything, if there's none of this is real, you guys are praying to like, an imaginary ghost in the sky and like none of this stuff that you do is it's all in your head everything's in your head you're just making this up and you're allowed to believe that but you can't yeah. tell other people that they are what they experience isn't real and it's all just in their head because i can point to things that i can tell you that weren't not in my head mm -hmm. you can't tell me otherwise you weren't right. there just like experiences that you've had, right? Nobody, nobody can tell you that they didn't happen. You weren't, they weren't there. Right. So it's really easy for people to get real high and mighty about things that they didn't experience and they didn't go through personally and they don't know about or whatever. So, and again, there, and, and like with the whole religion thing, there's so many different interpretations. There's so many different styles of how people teach it. There's so many different 
like perceptions that people have based on things that aren't even in the Bible, which was, is the thing, if you're a Christian that you're supposed to be following, but they've been misinterpreted and interpreted weirdly and like taking literal sometimes when it wasn't intended to be taken literal. And, you know, so it's, there, there's a whole lot of stuff in there. And that's why, I mean, every church that I've ever personally gone to, they've always said, read your Bible for yourself and pray about it for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you what it means because everything is skewed from your personal angle. So if you're, say, a guy who hates gay people for whatever reason, you're going to interpret scripture different from somebody who doesn't have that predisposed whatever. Just mm -hmm. like if you're against anything or for anything, you can find little things in there to justify. And it's the same in what you follow. You could find things to justify why you think X, Y, Z. Everybody can, you know, you can look for, you can look to justify your beliefs till the cows come home. So yeah, I get real irritated with people who think they know everything or think that everyone else is wrong with them. <laughs> I think you know? the most important thing to do is try and be a decent human being. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, and again, like I know what I experienced. Um, and I know, I, I know, I know what I experienced. That's all I can say. I know what was real to me. It's very real to me. It's still real to me. Um, that's all I can say about it. And by the way, Bowie there in the background, every once in a while I look and it literally looks like there's a dude standing behind you. <laughs> it keeps like startling me like oh who's that oh it's the no it cra it's cracking me up because i'm like oh there's someone there and they're like oh yeah it's bowie yeah i wish <laughs> that was a although although was if he was suddenly there that might be a little peculiar a little peculiar i would hope that he'd go see his wife first but right he's welcome anytime <laughs> sure that reminds me of the um I, I, I know I've told you this before, but that one time when I was sleeping and I felt somebody go like this to my forehead and I woke up, like it woke me up and I saw this big tall guy with long black hair walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah. I did, I felt a fingertip go like this. And then I opened my eyes and big tall black haired dude walked out of the room. It was Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't know what it was. He was touching my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> it was Roman. <laughs> Ro Roman stopped by for a visit. Or Mick. <laughs> Aww. Aww, Mick. Oh, people don't know about him yet. No, he's a sweetie. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, what would he smell like? <laughs> car parts i know that's what i think too but it doesn't make logical sense but that's the first thing i thought it doesn't make logical sense it's like a mechanic but why i don't know it makes no sense he just does how but can like, he... not necessarily a dirty mechanic like he probably yeah. smells like irish spring and car parts like carburetor oh, 
But why? Guitars don't have a smell. I know, he just does. Amps? No, none of it uses the oil smell that I- It doesn't I'm make any sense, but that doesn't make any sense. But it's a clean smell too. But that's the first thing I thought too, was that he would smell like, like oil. Yeah. How weird. <laughs> that is weird. I don't even think he owns a car. I don't think so either. Maybe because he's on the tour bus so much. Oh, okay. That makes he's sense. He's constantly touring. He smells like diesel. Yeah. And cigarette smoke. Diesel, cigarette smokes, and... Uh, smoke machine? Fog machine? Aww. Yeah. But good. He still yeah. smells yeah. like all And leather. That. Yeah. Does denim have a smell? Does who? Does denim have a smell? Kinda. It smells like mm. cotton. Yeah. Linen. Black. 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 The one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, I know I said it twice, and then I'm like, I better keep going. Yeah. Finish it out. <laughs> How funny. Well. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I think I'm getting punchy. <laughs> I know. Well, we've been on. Let's see. We've been on here been a like while. Hours. Only. <sighs> yeah, it's late. I could there. do this for six more if I wasn't sleeping. I know. I know. It is. Get out. I'm all hot and sweaty too. I have that effect. I'm moist. Too, <laughs> 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 baby. <laughs> Oy vey. Oh my goodness! Right. You're glowing. You're glistening. I'm hot. It's hot here. Well, Ninety. Yeah. 93 today something like that already it was over 100 the other day good lord mike said when he came home thursday it was 103 why do you live somewhere that the air hurts your skin masochist i don't know we both hate the sun <laughs> so i'm like why but why though what so even okay so this is what happened this is what had happened mike lived here right i lived in ohio right i came i came out here to meet him right. i had such an amazing time here that you never left N no so we had a real like i had a really good time i was here i was here with him so the first time i think i came for three weeks i want to say and then I came back, I think, and lived at his parents' house for a while with them for a couple months. And then I went back home and then Mike moved back to Ohio, like maybe six months later. And so we lived in Ohio, like when we did all that touring and everything, because it was just a smarter place to live for travel purposes. And then, um, 1999 we worked at this uh film and music distributor and we both got let go on the exact same day and because they that was when people quit buying cds so they had to let go like 50 percent of the staff and so we came home and on the way home decided we were moving back to arizona and we started packing and like a few months later we moved here and so we had it in our head that it was going to be the same place it was when we were there last. 
and it had changed and um, things weren't the same. And now we're here and our house is almost paid off and we have jobs that we really can't leave. And, um, you know, our son lives here and this is where he's grown up and we don't want to take him out of school. So we live in the I desert. It. I get it. We live in the sunny desert <laughs> that's over 100 degrees, mm -hmm. like almost 200 days of the year. It's fantastic. I grew up out that area, so. Yeah. How hot does it get in Wyoming? Well, I grew up in Utah also, and it gets up okay. over 100 in Utah as yeah, well. Yeah, it's hot there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And it's like sunny all the time. Freaking dry. Yeah. So dry. And that wasn't yeah. good for me again either. Yes. And then as soon as the, the humidity starts going up for the monsoon season, people always like, oh, it's a dry heat. It's like, uh, first of all, even if it's not a dry heat, 110 degrees is 110 degrees. Slap Fact. on like 45% humidity. And maybe it's not like the humidity like you guys get in Florida, but tack that onto 110 degrees and tell me how it feels. Yeah. It's not fun. I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> All should right. We, should we call it a night then? We so should. Some ice cubes. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go take a cold shower and then. Um, I'm going to go wash my face and go yeah, to bed. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We got to wash I can't sleep like this. I'll mess up my pillows. No. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's not good for your skin. Also that. Yeah. It's been so fun talking to you. <laughs> it's been good talking to you too. I know. This was a fun one. It was a fun one. Yeah. I hope that uh, people are entertained. Are you not entertained? If dude, if anybody makes it this long. Yeah, you gotta leave that quote as a comment. Yeah. <laughs> are you not entertained? Tell uh -huh. us what movie it's from yeah yeah cool yeah all right well we'll chat yeah. tomorrow yes and <laughs> i'm not gonna upload this tonight probably i'll probably yeah. wait until tomorrow okay and we'll be uh unveiling our new stuff soon like super soon super soon like next week soon yeah i'm so excited all right cool Yay! <laughs> i know all right all right love you love you too Talk to you later. Bye, sweet dreams. Good night, sweetie. Bye.